Welcome to Old and Dusty. I'm Anthony. I'm Ashley. We're siblings and uh, I have been tired. Ashley's been a little tired, but really it's me. Um, so we, I have some other things happening in my life. We're going to do this uh, every two weeks now, uh, twice a month, because a hoe, me being that hoe, cannot do it every week. It's just not going to happen. Um, so sorry to disappoint anywhere from one to 10 of you <laughs> who listen. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's not sustainable. So we will, uh, if you've been listening to us, thank you. Uh, and if you're going to continue, just know it's going to be released every uh, same day, um, but every two weeks instead. I would also like to add um, one of my dogs, Cookie, has been feeling a little bit sick lately. So mm-hmm. he is going to be doing a lot of hacking and cacking. Mm-hmm. And I will try to edit as much of it out as possible, but just be aware of that. You know, you're listening with headphones or something and you have it real loud. Um, it shouldn't come across that loud, but just so you know. I was listening to our most recent episode and at one moment you can hear, you know, usually you hear Apple snoring a little bit and at one moment you hear a cookie in the background just. <laughs> <laughs> and it cracked me up because <laughs> it's it's faint. It's not bad. Like we have you know, we have good mics, so the sound quality is good. Um, but that also means that it picks up their stuff. Um, but it's not bad, like, you know, but also I'm used to listening to them. Um, <laughs> it just was funny to hear. Yeah, it's it's hard to uh, find every single one of those uh, because he does it so often. It gives our podcast character. It does. Um, just it reminds, like uh, Apple. Yes, story. it reminds the listeners that it's free. It's free from us to you. Um, so this week we watched Gargoyles, which we talked about at the end of the last episode. I think I think I said on air that I wanted to watch Gargoyles. Um, Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, and so then Ashley picked season one, episode six, The Thrill of the Hunt. Um, and Gargoyles ran from 1994 to 1997 for three seasons with 78 episodes. And it was a Disney animated series, which is uh, why Ashley and I had to watch it on Disney Plus, um, both borrowing someone else's Disney Plus. Because <laughs> um, neither of us have our own. Uh, and I don't have, since I don't have my own, I don't have one to share with Ashley. Um, so shout out to the folks in our lives who let us borrow their Disney Plus. Um, and what I will say about this is, um, before I, I get into, I, I have one little thing to read, but what I, I, I recognized the voice, but I wasn't sure who it was. And I looked up Keith David is the person who voiced, uh, you know, Goliath. And that is a famous black man with such a particular voice, you know, oh, such a great voice. Um, and then Sally Richardson, a person I don't know. Um, she's a mixed black woman. She played Eliza or Eliza, um, the detective, the cop. Um, and then the only other th- background I have is, uh, <laughs> Apple just gave us a little harumph. The only other background I have is there's an opening narration, um, I guess from episode one, uh, I, we didn't watch episode one. We just jumped right into six. It says, 1,000 years ago, superstition and the sword, excuse me, superstition and the sword ruled. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. 
It was the age of gargoyles. Stone by day, warriors by night. We were betrayed by the humans we had sworn to protect, frozen in stone by a magic spell for a thousand years. Now, here in Manhattan, the spell is broken and we live again. We are defenders of the night. We are gargoyles. Um, so that's the opening narration. And I actually will notice that I had to sit back because we record this on Zoom, but then we also record it back up on Audacity and I can see my voice like peaking. So I didn't want to be too close to the mic. So I would sit back as I got louder. The only, the last thing I have before we get into it uh, is that David Xanatos, um, who is like the villain of the series, uh, he's not just the billionaire. He's a billionaire in 1994. And I didn't look up the numbers, but you know, that means he's he would be he'd have so much money now, even, even more money. Uh, but his name also sounds like Bezos and like Thanos. I feel like Gargoyles in 1994 was trying to warn us that Thanos, of course, is a comic book hero or a villain, excuse me. Um, but Bezos, he was trying to warn us that David Xanatos would take over the city and Jeff, Jeff Bezos is gonna take over the city in the world. This is what happens when you let billionaires rule. It was a warning. Thank I feel you so, like thank you so much. I feel like that was a Reddit post that you just read. <laughs> Did you listen to the most recent episode of The Truth? No, wait. Uh, which one was it? It's a radio host who's like a conservative. Oh no, right? I haven't. No. It's good. And at one yeah. point, he has. I was listening to it in traffic, and I was like, if someone heard me listening to this they might think I had different ideas than I do because it sounded real. It didn't necessarily sound like. You know, it sounded like a real podcast, not like a story podcast. Um, but so me saying my my theory, my Reddit theory reminds me of that man because he talks about these brain pills that will cure anything. And it's it's just a mess. It's just a mess. Um, but what I did say about billionaires is true. Billionaires are evil. Oh, so, yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, um, it's like Lacey Mosley says, in order to be rich, you had you've had to have killed somebody at least. Yes, yes. Yes. And it and if it wasn't directly, although often I do think it might be, it was indirectly. You can't become a billionaire without exploitation. You just can't. There's no there's no way. Um, even if you didn't do it, you and if you inherited a bunch of money that came through some exploitation of a good number of people. Um, so that was that's just before, you know, I'd, I'd like to give a little background on the show. Um, that's what gargoyles is about you know they fought this war or whatever uh the humans betrayed them then they wake up in manhattan in 1994 um and then there's this villain david xanatos um do you have uh other not other do you have any thoughts on on gargoyles as a series you want to share before we get into the episode uh what i did want to say real quick is um so I did pick the episode and what I was trying to do was pick an episode that wouldn't require much backstory. Mm -hmm. um, because obviously I personally don't remember anything about uh, Gargoyles. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, as far as details go. Same. Um, so when I was looking, I was like, all right, so uh, the first episode probably sets everything up, right? And mm -hmm. it's like, no, episode one, part one, episode two, part two episode three part three it was a whole ass I mean that's at that point that's like a movie mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. and I was like oh no we don't have time for all this we can't we, we're not watching 
you know, Gargoyles, the movie, the game. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, that's why I picked that episode because I uh, looked at the description and I was like, okay, this seems like a good jumping in point. I think Cookie agreed. He said, I I apologize again. I really do. I can't not have him in the room because if I don't, you'll hear hear him whining and screaming and scratching at the door and banging. He will bang. These are miniature poodles, but he will bang at the door like he's a German shepherd to get back in here if I try to lock him out. The difference between apple and... uh marshmallow and cookie but particularly apple and cookie is that cookie is an asshole <laughs> <laughs> and so whereas he would uh bang apple apple would kind of whine you know she's almost never out of my bedroom the only time she's ever really out of here is if i'm having someone over uh and we're having bible study um you know uh we're talking about the lord um <laughs> Sometimes it's quiet. Sometimes we play music. Sometimes there's candles. Um, but I just don't want Apple in the room, you know, so I've, I've kicked her out. And so then she kind of is sad, you know, she whines. So it's not very often she's out of the room, but when she is out of, and same with Ashley, it's not, I don't know if it's ever really they're out of the room. Um, so Apple, no, Apple will whine. Yeah. And, and Cookie will smash, Hulk smash. So, yeah, I, I think we've, we've, touched on it but yeah cookie cookie's very they're both adorable uh but cookie's an asshole like and when we say asshole ashley was talking about it one time and i was like are they really assholes was he really asshole and she described how cookie has like ruined things she loves or needs like a keyboard a phone uh i think homework yeah uh, he literally ripped up my homework one time he didn't need it but he ripped it up yeah so like it it's not just like oh he's precocious like no that motherfucker knows what he's doing he's a vindictive asshole yeah he knocked water on my keyboard you cannot tell me that he wasn't planning that shit he is what people think bipolar people are like you know (laughs) what i mean (laughs) that's what cookie's like hot and cold you know like although really he's just mostly cold (laughs) he just (laughs) you know um yeah, but but I say all that to I say all that not to say anything. I say all that, and he's also very very loving. That's the issue, though, right? He always wants your love and attention. Specifically, your when I say your, it's Ashley. But if Ashley's not there, then mine or you know our dad's or whoever. But yeah, he um he's a he's a jealous jealous little dog. Well, actually, let me. Uh, Marshmallow's jealous. My too. other dog, Marshmallow, is the most jealous thing you have ever seen in your entire life. Cookie was having what I believe was a seizure one time. And I was consoling him and petting him and, you know, telling him he's a good boy, you know, whatever. whatever. And Marshmallow, I had to use my other hand to grab Marshmallow and push him away because he was trying so hard to get all up in my face. It was the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen. Yes. Yes. I, yeah. Yeah. Which, um, (laughs) I don't know what it was about the image of you pushing him, but I forgot to say that my homegirl, Chris, who we've given a shout out to before, she, uh, I had sent her, you know, I told her when we released the podcast and then I was putting it on Spotify at first, but you have a monthly upload and it it's like 120 minutes or 160 minutes. And you know, our episodes, uh, none of them are, 
like even 60 minutes. I think our first one was maybe even 70 or 80, you know? And that was the shortest one. Yeah. So I just stopped putting it on. I put episode one and episode two because we're available everywhere or almost everywhere else you can find your podcast. So she didn't know we had released a bunch of episodes. She had only listened to the first one and she was, she was like having a night. And so during that night, she listened throughout the night episodes two to seven or two to two to two to nine I think whatever we have out this is 10 so two yeah. to, two to nine I think she listened to um so shout out to Chris for being uh and she was texting me she was like live texting me like quotes or saying <laughs> stuff um so she wanted me to say uh likely off air she's like I was like oh, I'm gonna record with Ashley and she's like tell her I love her and uh y'all are great or she I forget the exact what is she let me see she said, oh, she said in all caps, please tell Ashley, I love her and hello, <laughs> because she really does love us. And, you know, Chris is, Ashley and Chris haven't met in person because um, Chris is in New York and Chris hasn't yet come to California, although she will. And Ashley hasn't yet gone to New York. Uh, I don't know if that'll ever happen, but I mean, eventually, uh, yeah. maybe, you know, but um, yeah. So Chris, shout out to Chris for listening to us because she, she, you know, Chris really loves me and we'd be sending each other voice notes. We're both so foolish. And so then you get like double the foolishness because it's me and you and we're siblings. <laughs> so we just, you know, like it, it, it's just, <laughs> I think it, you know, knowing that the podcast is very niche, it's like, it, if you love us, you really love us, you know? And then if not, you might be like, okay, they're fine or they're annoying or whatever. But if you love us people and Chris does she she loved it so um, that is thanks. amazing thank you that is amazing yeah. I'll send you out sometimes when friends listen I'll send friends that yeah mostly friends that Ashley uh, knows of but like they're uh, my friend and because you know sometimes you share mutual friends but when they're my friends but Ashley has met them or doesn't know them or whatever I'll send screenshots um, or I'll tell them I'll tell Ashley what they said about us because yeah it's always nice it's always nice to know someone's listening and enjoying um, and legit laughing you know like Chris Chris <laughs> me and Chris sometimes will just send each other voice notes doing an accent or just laughing or whatever it's just foolish so um, this is the longest intro before we've actually talked about the show, I think, in quite some time. We're at 14 minutes and 41 seconds on my account. Actually, technically not, right? Because I had to restart the episode like eight times. Oh, true, true. But you know what? Uh, other times we do just talk, we go straight into the episode. So it's nice to have some variety. Um, let's, let's, uh, so Ashley, I just watched this uh, hour and a half, two hours, three hours. I don't know. I watched it a few hours ago. Ashley, you watched it a week ago. Um, how do you feel about giving the summary? Do you want me to, do you want to do it? What you want? Uh, what do, what do you want? Uh, I mean, question. it sounds like you don't like doing the summaries to me. Um, Maybe you no, don't mind them, but that's you don't. an interesting observation. <laughs> yeah, you know that's true. It's not. I don't. I don't particularly like doing it. You're right. I don't dislike it, but I don't. I'm not like. Oh, I want to do it. I will do it. But okay. you're right, Ashley. Well, so, I'll, so I'll, yeah, go, get, I'll go ahead and do it. Summary. Give us and, a summary. Um, what's going to happen is for my summary, I'm not going to remember any of the names. <laughs> So you're going to hear a lot of descriptions of gargoyles. Um, so basically what this episode starts out with is uh, the detective chick. Aliza. Aliza. Uh, I'm going to keep- Or Eliza. I don't- You can't see me doing it, but I'm most, I'm trying to get Anthony to tell me. 
Mm -hmm. So she shows up at this uh, palace, castle thing, whatever, that's in the middle of Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nighttime nighttime comes down and then all the gargoyles, you know, they all, and they come out, break out of the stone and they all flex. I love it. They all do these wonderful flex motions. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they're talking and she's like, oh, you should leave because uh, they know where you are when you turn to stone and they could F your shit up. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, nah, this is our home. So anyway, um, I guess what ends up happening is these gargoyles, you know, they're uh, like a thousand years in the past. So they're like, oh, TV is the shit. So they're all sitting there in the uh, castle, whatever, and they're watching this TV. And it's like this tiny old school looking tube TV. And for whatever reason, uh, every single channel is showing this uh, show, which I don't remember. What was waiting for you? Oh, you, you said I don't remember. I'm like, what don't you remember? What was <laughs> you the don't show remember called? the name of the show. Yeah. The Pack. The, the Pack. P-A-C-K. So the show called The Pack, which is mm-hmm. this group of um, of uh, characters that have their own, like, not superpowers, but their their own little gimmick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and they're they're heroes. They fight these uh, evil ninjas or something like that. That's correct. So uh, they decide uh, that they're going to go to a live show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gargoyles that watches because they really like the show because they're like, oh, they're warriors just like us. Um, so I actually had skipped the whole last scene. So they're watching the TV. They see the pack. They really like them. They're warriors like this. Yada yada yada. And then you uh, go to the actual pack. And they are uh, bored. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, uh, all we do is fight evil ninjas. It's boring. Mm-hmm. We're rich and famous, but I want some more action. Mm-hmm. So they find out uh, about the gargoyles and how mm-hmm. they're real. And they're like, oh yeah, we're going to hunt these people, these things, creatures. So then the uh, gargoyles they go to this live show of the pack and they watch them do their thing they fight the evil ninjas and then one of the gargoyles a little one who's kind of like a little squatty squatty guy mm-hmm. he's like i want to meet him we're gonna go meet him so he shows up and talks to them and uh the uh the chick uh one of them the main chick mm-hmm. she was like oh yeah you guys are cool. We want to meet the rest of your friends. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, this will be awesome. So then he has um, Keith David go meet up with him. And uh, they go meet up at the stage. And turns out, oh, my God, it's a trap. We're hunting you. And they, uses, they use the stage. Uh, they have a bunch of um, traps they use a lot have a lot of traps in there that actually try to kill these gargoyles it's like an obstacle course yeah but a deadly one Mm -hmm. so then they're fighting them they get out of the obstacle course uh they start fighting them like across the city like in the city streets um and i guess i won't go too deep into it it goes bad for them Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. at, at first they were doing okay and then the gargoyles hide and turn into gargoyles and they sneak up and they pull a Batman on them and take them out one by one. And that's pretty much what happens. Um, the, uh, the pack loses their 
uh, fame and shit to we'll get to that later because it was just so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I felt bad at the end because the little gar- gargoyle was like, oh, my God, I trust these people. I should never trust people again. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Keith David was like, no, nah, no, nah, you're good. You're good. You should trust people. This was just a bunch of shitty people. Yeah. Now, again, this is from a week ago, but that's what I remember the story was. That's... Oh, uh, at the end, um, the rich Jeff Bezos guy mm-hmm. uh, turns out while he was in prison, mm-hmm. uh, set all this up. He's the one who sent information to the pack that, hey, gargoyles are w- real and you should hunt them. And somehow he also made it so uh, every channel was the pack. So the yes. gargoyles would see it. And he also had something else like cooking up too. And for some reason, the guy that talked to him in prison was also the butler that talked to the detective in the very beginning of the show. So I'm not sure if they know if he was up, you know, working with the freaking, you know, um, I was going to say another rich guy, but Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was pretty much what I remember from the episode. Yes. Yes. We're going to get into it. I, I, I even have some answers to your questions. Um, I love it. I love it. Yeah, thank you. You, you, you know what? I'm really glad you asked that question because you really do. I can see it. You get a lot of joy out of describing, you know, summarizing the episodes. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. Well, you know, it's funny to me because I, I do like talking about the episode. I do like summarizing what I saw, but at the same time, I know there's so much shit that I got fucked up on. <laughs> like after i say it i realize oh wait no like it's like like i i i don't get high anymore because of my medication but it's like if i did get high Mm, i'm like mm -hmm. oh wait nah nah what happened was Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i do a lot of that yes yes um we're gonna we'll we'll correct it we'll of course correct it as we talk about it um but we will start with the opening uh as we do and let me just tell you uh i wrote three notes just three um it was lovely i enjoyed the opening uh i loved the glowing eyes it previewed you know the glowing eyes that the gargoyles have uh i loved the quick summary that the opening gave basically uh because it was there in scotland so i assume it was the scottish but who knows it was some white people who were there some white europeans i imagine right and they fucked them up right they set their tower aflame uh and then the gargoyles are like no and now they're in the future they're awake and they see the city and the sun rises right um but the biggest thing that i loved is that at one point one of the gargoyles and i only know a few of their names um but one of the gargoyles is climbing the building and it's mm-hmm. on beat. It's like the cl- each each claw yeah, into I the building too. is, and yeah. I just was like, this is, you got me. You had me at climb on beat, you know, you had me. Um, climb so it's on a, beat. That's a, that's a new video game. Climb that's on a beat. new rhythm game. I would play that. I mean that, listen, that actually, if you think about the, yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. You got to climb on beat because then you also have to watch for obstacle. It'd be real. I mean, there is a game that is that, but it's like a pixelated thing. You're, you're a box, but imagine if you were like an actual, not a gargoyle maybe, but an actual creature Mm -hmm. and your claws are, you have two claws. You have those. So it's like, yeah, I love it. I can see it. 
my friend is a related and unrelated note. My friend is in, or I guess he's coming back from Costa Rica. He was visiting uh, for his birthday and he sent, he had a photo on his Instagram story. And I was like, what the fuck is that? I thought it was maybe a sloth, but I wasn't sure. And then it was like a, like two pictures later, it was a close up, And though it was a sloth and their nails, Ashley are no claws. Their claws are no joke. Them shits could fuck you up. I don't know if you, did you ever watch all of Oz? No. Okay, Tommy did. Tommy and I watched all of Oz. And at one point, there's a scene, this dude, I think Beecher was, he had like, he'd grown out his nails to like claw another person in prison. Like Oz is a wild ass show. That was really what launched HBO in many ways. But like claw this dude. And that's what these claws reminded me of. Like they just were like, if the sloth didn't move as slow as we think they move, because I don't actually know how slow they move, but if they didn't move that slow, they could really fuck you up. And so thinking about the gargoyles, you know, and their claws clawing on beat, climbing on beat, you know, that's that's what comes to mind um, mm-hmm. is that sloth. They're different. It's a different texture, I will say, because sloth claws, claws are so much longer. They're like talons. No, I guess it's not the right word, but they're, they're long, they're long, you know, in the gargoyle claws, it's like they had had, you know, some manicure, like they had, they had shaved it down, they had filed it a little bit, um, but anyways, that, those are my opening thoughts. Um, what I would add to that point is long nails scare me, mm. because they could just break really easily. You mean like if they're, they're real nails or like acrylics and all that too? All nails, right? I mean, they I mean, all they all can break, but one's gonna hurt more depending on, you know. Well, because I mean, cooking a marshmallow, they have long claws, and mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, I I get really nervous if I have to try and cut them because one time I did try and cut them and I went up too far and it was bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, their their claws will come off sometimes, so I just think. Like, that's just something that's going to get stuck on something that's going to get you stuck, that's going to either break or you're not going to go anywhere. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Fair. I don't know. Fair. Um, but, yeah, as far as the... Uh... Well, actually, I don't have any notes on the intro itself, no. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, so I will add, uh, with the opening scene, um, we are now... The reason... So if we jump forward, the reason he was able to control the TV channels and make it so that because in that scene, the older the older gargoyle is like pressing the channel, no matter what, it's all the same show. It's the pack. It's because he owns that building. And so at the beginning of the show, the beginning of the episode, what the girl was saying, um, Detective Maza, what she was saying was um, she was talking to Owen. I forget his name, but Owen. So they knew Owen works for. Xanatos. Xanatos being the evil billionaire. And so Owen was the one visiting him at the end. And Owen was also the butler in the beginning. And so one of the things she says is, uh, she's like, I'm surprised, you know, and this is this is a paraphrase and then a quote. She's like, I'm surprised, you know, I'm able to visit, you know, uh, seeing, and then what she said is seeing is how I busted your boss. And then he responds with Mr. Xanatos is not the sort to harbor a grudge detective Maza, um, which I'm like, that, <laughs> you're a liar because, you know, like you, you, I knocked, I, I, I was the person who locked you up and you're not going to hold a grudge. You're a liar. You're a liar. You're a liar. Um, but so, so she did know in going there that he works for Mr. Xanatos. Right. Okay. Um, but the other thing that I'll say is that 
uh, it was a trip because she's telling him at the, and I have other notes, but I'm just like setting the scene and then I want to hear yours. But what she's telling when she gets to the roof, right? And she's telling the gargoyle, she's telling uh, Goliath, like, you can't stay here. You know, the they that Ashley was referencing is is Xanatos. Xanatos, like she locked up Xanatos and he's like, yeah, Xanatos is defeated. And she's like, no, he wasn't defeated. He's just convicted, you know, and he was convicted of six months and yeah. those six months are likely going to get dropped down, you know? So even though he's in prison, he's not defeated. And then Goliath is like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to stay here, you know? And she's like, literally every moment you stay here, you're in danger because they know where you're sleeping, you know, and, and you're stoned. So you got to be careful. Um, and then at the end of the scene, this is the one note I'll, I'll say at the end of the scene, she says, I think your head stays rock hard even at night. <laughs> I wrote that down too. <laughs> she's like you are hard-headed buddy you are hard-headed god rock hard um but yeah so and the other the other thing i'll set up is that it's this like weird futuristic building so it's like a manhattan sky rise but then it had like these like weird little like stair escalator elevator thing on the side i don't know what it was um it was like an ugly buttress uh, it wasn't even a buttress it was like it it was I don't know if you remember, but it like kind of went like a lightning bolt, like two lightning bolts, you know, but it was like a dark blue, I think. Oh, it was yeah, strange. I, think I remember what you were saying now. Yeah, the, it, the building was ugly, but then you get to the top of the building and it's it's all like old school. It reminded me of the, you remember the, I think it was Little Tykes, the castle you used to have that you used to play with, mm-hmm. um, with the moat. Like that's what it reminded me of, you know, it was like that. Cause once you get to the top, it is stone and the gargoyles and all of that. So even though it was a, this futuristic building and other aspects at the top, it was still, you know, Gothic. Um, right. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's the, the scene. What did you, what did you think about scene one? What, what else did you write down besides the, her rock hard line? Um, well, I already mentioned this before, but all the gargoyles are ripped. Yes. All of them. They all are just have the, just the perfect physique. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also noted that they aren't naked. Yes. They are, they are clothed. They're not fully clothed, but they have either a loincloth or something covering their junk which Mm -hmm. i was like okay that's good and um i just think it was (laughs) i'm gonna keep doing this i just think it was funny that keith david has hair (laughs) because i think it's funny he's had hair though it's just short he's not always bald no um i meant the character that he plays (laughs) (laughs) oh you meant like you thought it was funny that that gargoyle the gargoyle had hair yeah i just thought that was funny that seems like a weird thing to have. Um, so yes, you enjoyed that. Well, not necessarily. You you found it curious that uh, that they had hair. That Goliath had hair. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, her line was uh, "lock, stock, and gargoyles." Oh my god! Which she had a lot of puns, and I love that for her. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was I was okay with that. Um. And then, yeah, the the channels I wrote, bruh, all the channels, question mark, because I was very confused because I didn't know why that would happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it. 
Yeah, the other things I had, um, so Detective Maza was like vaguely brown, you know, like she wasn't white, uh, but I was like, what are you, you know, because she also, her name was Maza. Um, she had like dark black or like blue hair, you know, it's kind of blue, but I think that was supposed to be like a highlight, um, like the not an actual highlight, but the way the sun hits it. Um, and speaking of the sun, the sun goes down at an accelerated rate. <laughs> like it was like the sun in, in the series would be like, Vroom! and then it'd be like, Vroom! and it'd come back up because when the sun goes down is when they uh, can come out at night. When the sun goes back up, uh, that's when they're turned to stone. Um, the one thing, so as they made their morning stretches, right? Um, and he's like, oh, it's a pleasure to have you greet us as we wake up. I was like, do gargoyles have morning breath? <laughs> you know, because like, you know, we we have morning breath. Um, but if you say you ate dinner and then you didn't brush your teeth and then you, you turned to stone, then when you wake up, I guess you just still taste like dinner because what would happen is the what happens to us is we're still, our bodies are still, producing and reproducing bacteria right and it's multiplying and that's why we have to you know brush our teeth you know work on our tongue uh floss and mouthwash and all that but i guess if you just froze it's not any worse so i guess they don't they could have morning breath i answered my own question but i mean i think the real question is do they brush their teeth and do they have teeth well oh they they do have teeth they do? i feel like I don't remember seeing them for sure, but I feel like they do have teeth. Um, they, I mean, we never saw them brush their teeth, so I don't think so. Um, the other thing I found interesting in that scene was at one point, he's like, oh, it's nice to see you. And she's like, I was in the neighborhood. And I was like, people are so funny when they say that. Like, I don't know that I've ever actually said it. I've only ever heard it in TV. Like, oh, Ashley, it's so nice to see you. Oh, well, I was in the neighborhood, you know? Like, it, it feels like a fake thing, but maybe people really do say it you know um I don't know I, I mean I think I said oh I was out here already yeah like if I was out like running an errand or something way the fuck in Oakland or something and I was like then yeah I would probably be like oh yeah I'm already out here do you want to do you mind if I come through right yeah 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 I just stopped petting you for two seconds <laughs> um and then at one moment I was like, why is it only the oldest one who sounds Scottish, you know? And ultimately, I'm glad. I'm glad we got Keith David uh, not doing a Scottish accent. But I'm like, are, who, which, I, who? I just, it was just very curious. But I guess maybe, you know, if you think about like first generation, second generation, third generation people, uh, species, right? You change over time. Uh, and so if you have an accent or you speak a language or whatever, that sometimes gets reduced in your children or the younger generation. So that's how I just justified it in my head um but yeah and scene two that is when the tv only had one channel um and they were like one of the ones was like oh i thought you liked the pack and he's like i do but not every day um and they were all fascinated by the tv you know they all left the first scene pretty early to go watch the tv i thought it was weird though so the older one he I have his name written down somewhere but I don't have it right here the older one he was like petting another one like he was like petting what looked like a less humanoid if you will gargoyle you know and I was like this looks like they're related you know like humans and dogs or humans and cats don't look related um so the domestication of them or having them as pets makes more sense in my head but I was watching him pet it and I was like what are you petting because isn't that like your cousin you know what I mean like what like I don't know if you noticed he was like petting a, 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 I think no I, a I remember gargoyle. him petting something but I just kind of assumed it was a dog or something yeah, I guess it's a gargoyle version of a dog. Um, sure. 
but yes i mean I, you know in thundercats you can pet starf right yeah i guess yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, <laughs> the other thing is that the TV, uh, they, it reminded me of X-Men, the animated series, like the way that it was portrayed on TV, like the pack, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it, I it got reminded that me too. Of, of that opening. Um, and then, you know, I have never been to Madison Square Garden, but I heard it a lot growing up and, uh, I do know that that's a huge venue. So it was a trip for them to be like a rare in-person appearance at Madison Square Garden. And then later when you see them, it's packed, it's a whole, it's a huge stadium. So these people are mad popular at this point because like, they are really just, they were able to book, uh, Madison Square Garden. And that's pretty impressive. You know, I, I must say, I must say. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, I, I think before that scene, right, is when they actually start talking about the uh, the pack, right? Before that scene. Before they go to Madison Square Garden. Oh, yeah, but I was talking about on the TV, they announced that they're going to be at Madison oh, yeah, Square yeah, yeah, Garden yeah, yeah. that night. Yeah. And then the next scene is that then it's the one where you said where like I was promised fame and money and action and I had I don't have enough action. What's the what's the line? You know, he said I loved it so much. I don't mind the first two, but the third I need more. But isn't there there's like it's from a video game or a zombie movie where it's like something. So I know how to kick ass and chew bubble, chew bubble gum. gum, but I'm all that's actually from a movie. Uh, oh, I don't remember. I'm so upset. It'll hit me later. I feel like it's like a. Was it's a it movie. not? A, was it not a oh, zombie? So movie, it though? was. It was in a. It wasn't a zombie. It was a movie about aliens. Okay. And the movie was. Uh, they live. I think. It's it's about these aliens that um take over all the humans, mm-hmm. but uh they look like humans. But this guy gets glasses, so you can see that they're all aliens. Mm. So he starts going around. He kills all the aliens, but in Duke Nukem, mm-hmm. uh, he has that line. So that's mm, why you know that line. Yes, from Duke. Okay, because yeah. I was like, I feel like I knew it from, okay. So yeah, he says that, which I thought was amusing. Just like, I thought it was silly when she said, you know, like you said, lock, stock, lock, what is it? Lock, stock, lock, stock and gargles. Lock, stock and gargoyles. <laughs> um, I was like, what? And it just came out her mouth. There's like, a lot just, of lines that I wrote down. You know, I usually don't write down direct quotes, but there's a lot of lines in it. Well, the other thing too is because it wasn't Paramount Plus, it's a lot easier to pause, to pause yeah um, and go back without worrying about having to see another three commercials about pop tarts or 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 i haven't fucking... had a pop tart in forever maybe i should get some maybe wow i didn't even watch the ad the power of suggestion the power of suggestion i do you know when i see pop tart ads like on paramount plus or if i see them somewhere i do want them uh it's different with frosted flakes when i see frosted because that's the other ad i would get a lot on paramount plus is frosted flakes i don't actually want that i'm like i remember loving it as a kid but i'm like no i don't yeah i don't, no. I don't want that uh, you know what it's okay i'll get toast so toast-ups. it's not like it's the dollar store version oh. of pop tarts and are they good I think they're fine. I mean, they don't have as much filling as a regular pop tart, but I don't like too much. I don't like having a bunch of filling. I like to have the crust, the pastry crust. You gotta have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think about that, Ashley. What? It's like a, a poor kid's version of a pastry. 
I didn't exactly. It's like your introduction to pastry. I didn't never realize that a pop tart is a pastry. Like I know they're called like because I thought in my head a toaster strudel, for example, is a pastry, but I didn't mm-hmm. think about it. A pop tart is also a pastry. Well, the more you know. Yeah, you see, that's what we do here on Old and Dusty is we reevaluate our misconceptions of pop tarts from and our pastries. childhoods mm-hmm. and pastries. Mm-hmm. And sometimes right. we connect it to pasties, right? <gasps> uh, you know, the little nipple, uh, little coverings. Um, there weren't any pasties in, in this show, unfortunately, but maybe one day we'll watch a show that has some pasties. Who knows? Um, yeah, yeah. So he was promised fame, money, and action. So now we're at the scene. Uh, so we we first start at the roof, right? Uh, well, first she gets an elevator and then we get to the roof and then we get to the the place where he's trying to watch tv and it's all on one it's only the one thing and then they flash us to uh the pack their headquarters you know and so they're they're working out and all this um and at one point he drops this line ashley one of the dudes he says flabby as i am now and he like pats his like stomach or something which wasn't flabby but it just wasn't like abs right but he's like flabby as i am now i probably wouldn't last a week in a central american war and i was like what a line to just throw in there you know i missed that one yeah, and as a kid, I wouldn't have caught it because I didn't know anything about the Central American Wars, you know, that were often, uh, if not always, uh, started by or instigated, at least by like usually Western powers, like U.S. powers. The great um, U.S. of A. And so like for the fact, he just threw it in like so casually, I, I probably wouldn't last a week in a Central American War. <laughs> what? It just was, it just was a trip, you know, because um, when this aired, we were in between uh five five and like you were if I was five you were four or three right and Uh and maybe like eight and you know seven or six um so at that time I didn't know it but yeah that was that was one of the um the besides the the fame money and action line um that was one of the only things that I wrote down was the, the Central American War and this is one episode where I did actually watch it twice because I was I was telling Ashley before I was feeling like down um and I needed to get up and start cooking and so I was like you know what let me just watch the episode and then maybe I'll like write my notes after while I'm cooking and then I was like oh no and and that that wasn't working uh what I did was I watched the episode once and just watched it and the second time I was like okay well I'll take screenshots but the way that these because I watched it on my laptop the way that these things are set up they usually don't like well depending on which one they don't let you and so I didn't realize until like maybe halfway through the episode that all my screenshots were just the text with a black background I was like oh fuck because the reason I was taking screenshots is like I'm pretty good with visuals so I knew that if I took a screenshot of like the claws on beat I would remember the claws on beat and then I'd write a note and we could talk about it right but when I realized it was all black I was like motherfucker so I had to go back and and I just couldn't I was trying to multitask and so anyways I went back and I sat down and I watched it so some of the lines I caught I may not have caught in the first listen but I caught because like I watched it twice not to be super diligent but because I was trying to do too much um but yeah that was that was the line that stuck out to me in that scene um Well, after that scene is when they actually do the show, right? Oh, wait, mm-hmm. hang on. Uh, there was another, uh, he said something. Um, they were talking about, you know, it was the same guy. Oh, I want more action, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're like, half a million a show. 
and I wrote down half oh, a million a show. That's what later, but fuck? yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, it was later. All right, my bad. Yeah, yeah, that was after the show. After they actually performed the show, he says, well, another day, another half million dollars. Um, I was just taking it back. Yeah, well, because in the scene before, back. they're talking about how bored they are. And, and then, you know, uh, Fox, the main woman, she's like, You've, we've never had it this easy. And so we should mention that it's really interesting because it's called the pack. And so you might think that the way that they're described, you might think that they look like superheroes or something, but they really kind of look like villains, right? But they fight evil ninjas. Like they don't look particularly like, the Power Rangers look very inviting, right? Um, the the X-Men don't necessarily look inviting, but when you look at them, you're not thinking, oh, like if you look at Magneto and his crew of people, you're like, oh, they look evil, right? Whatever evil looks like. Like, so when you look at them, they look a little evil. So they have this kind of like rough edge to them, but people love them because they're fighting these uh, evil ninjas. Um, so in that scene, when they are actually performing, the gargoyles sneak in and they're at the top. So, you know, they ain't got to pay because they're gar gargoyles. They could fly. Uh, and the announcer's like, oh no, it's the evil ninjas. And it has like this kind of Indiana Jones sort of instrumental. Oh no, I was getting A team from them. Oh, interesting. I well, was getting definite A team. When, when they were, no, I get A team from them, but when the music I heard, oh, okay. they said the okay. evil ninjas, it was kind of like, dun, 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 dun. Oh, okay. I, I, I get you. Yeah. Um, and, and then there was another, there were like other things. They said that two others, there was the ninjas don't fight with honor like the pack does. So that, you know, the idea is that even though they may look dishonorable, right, or look ragtag, they're very honorable. But then the last one was teamwork. That's the key. And so like while they're fighting these like ninjas on stage, you know, and they can really fight like in the scene Ashley was talking about before they they're training, you know, and, and they are doing what they need to do and weightlifting and all this. But uh, in that scene, it was just like so silly because all this is happening. This fight is happening on stage. But then it's just all there's some narrator being like, you know, this is the lesson. Um, and then after the show is when that half million dollar line came. Um, but I don't know. What else did you think about the show, Ashley, itself? Because um, it made me think of like, uh, what's that place that's in Florida? That's Universal not Universal Studios. No, that's, that's what it made me. Yeah, that's what oh, it made me okay. think of Universal Studios, like the way that they perform their shows and stuff, you know, because um, it wasn't quite Disney. Like, I mean, it is Disney. Disney does that. But um, yeah, it just was like very. Uh, that's what it made me think of. Uh, yeah, one thing I did want to add to is you were talking about how the pack was giving you evil vibes. Um, I was thinking uh, they reminded me more like a ex special forces like team mm. is kind of mm. what I was getting from them. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's honestly kind of what I was what I was thinking. I also it's just it's hilarious because the pack, their nemesis is the evil ninjas. Yes. Which is when they said that, I immediately thought of uh, Jackie Chan Adventures mm. because they had to fight the the ninjas, the uh, the shadow. No, not Shadow. Um, the Shadow Clan. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, anyway, they had to fight evil ninjas. So it was funny. <laughs> yes, uh, that they they use that. Well, and obviously Jackie Chan Adventures came out after. <laughs> yes. Well, and so I was wondering, I was like, why the ninjas got to be evil? They couldn't choose another evil. But uh, to rewind, 
the, what happened at the end of the scene where they're training is that they got they had gotten you know she's like what you're looking for and Ashley talked about this in summary she's like you're looking for more action we got this thing with no mailing address you know and it, it was photos of the gargoyle well specifically Goliath um and they were all shook because they're like oh they're real you know um so their idea was that they're going to go hunt um so later we find out they're making half a million dollars for this show but they're bored and so maybe this is why i thought they're evil you know what i mean maybe it was less their character design and more because i'm like they're just like oh yeah we're making all this money but you know what we're bored so we're gonna go hunt these gar gargoyles you know um it also was just silly because they got it and like there was no return address they didn't know who they got it from it was just some gargoyles and they're like yeah let's go get them <laughs> you know like um what <laughs> But I also wrote down, and you watched it twice, so you could correct me, but I wrote down the Daily Tattler. Yes, the Daily that Tattler. That was a thing, is, right? Yeah, that's okay. where they, they, you know, cartoons and, and movies love to make up like fake uh, publications. The Daily, And this is set in New York, so the Daily Tattler was where they had heard about it. Like okay. One of the, some woman who, let's call her Chitara, <laughs> she wasn't Chitara, but, you know, she was like a cat kind of character. They all had like names that were <laughs> animals. Um, so Chitara, <laughs> bad, bad Chitara was like, um, yeah, I heard about them in the Daily Tattler, you know, which could be like the New York Post or something else. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm not sure. New York News. I'm not sure what the equivalent would I just, be. The, 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 the choice of the Daily Tattler. I love it. It sounds like a tabloid is what it sounds like to me. Yes. Yes. It's supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved it. Um, the word tattle is, is, is a, it's a fun word to say. And then tattler, you know, the Daily Tattler was cute. That's a, that's a super villain. I mean, it should be a super villain. The tattler. The tattler. <laughs> and their their tagline is, "Ooh, I'm gonna tell." <laughs> I'm gonna tattle on you. <laughs> it's like I don't know if you ever saw that that video it was popular for a few months. Like it lasted for a while. It was a black woman, and she would she be like you're going to jail that way. <laughs> she, she would just, <laughs> and so the toddler comes up to you like, like, in a, like I can imagine, I can see it in my head. Like, you yeah. know how someone, it was Dexter's lab. And then I think the girl was like, um, uh, no, it was like on, it was when he was, when he learned omelette du fromage, like that uh -huh. was the only French he learned. And then she was like, oh my God, say it again. And he like went up to her and it was like a close up of his, his mouth and her ear. And he said, omelette du fromage like that's what i see like someone like i see the toddler going up and being like i'm gonna tell somebody <laughs> <laughs> get us a writer's room stat put us in a writer's room let's write about the toddler i mean if we shit we had the riddler and the penguin you know and and not only did those exist but they continued to exist right like they didn't batman only revamped so many of them those are some corny ass and also great but corny ass villains if if we have those the fucking riddler who wears a suit with question marks a green suit with question marks we could definitely have the toddler you know what i mean like that would strike fear into a lot of people's hearts a lot of i mean it, yeah for me certainly <laughs> mm -hmm. certainly can you imagine like being at the self-checkout and you grab the, you know, portobello mushrooms and you just put mushroom yep. and you put it in your bag yep. and then the tattler's like, I'm 
then there's there's a scene whether this is animated or live action who knows although animated would be really fun and then it cuts to it just cuts to like pee dripping down someone's leg because they got crowned Yeah, no, I love the toddler. Um, I'm glad you wrote it down because I had meant to write it down and forgot to. So I'm glad that you you did because I, I I didn't I didn't talk about it because I, I didn't write it down. Yeah, the toddler was fun because that's the idea. They had heard about the gargoyles. Um, yeah. And at one point they make a joke about like, they're like, maybe the gargoyles are real. And then they make a joke about one of them, the man, one of the men says like, yeah, like alligators in the sewers or something, which I think had been a rumor like uh, or a myth in New York for years but I think at one point there were actually alligators like not not like a bunch of them but I think somehow an alligator got in the sewer or something it's something like that you know but it's interesting because watching that when he said that line there's so many things being raised in California I remember hearing about New York or other places and and I'm like I don't get this reference you know like and and we would like make an image in our head of like what New York was or what it could be so yeah, um, I, that was all what I had for that. Uh, the the point that I start talking again was when he when she when Fox I guess talks to the little tiny gremlin. To sorry gargoyle. Yes. So um, that's so <laughs> I had a, that's so I had rude. Great, I had a great line. I had a great it, line. Share it. Give it to the people. Um. So you know he goes up to her and she's like yeah you know, we're warriors like you. And I would love, you know, to, to, to actually have you meet my friends or whatever. And he's like, actually, no, she didn't say that. She said that. She's like, oh, well, we'd love to meet your friends, especially <laughs> the one only much bigger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So usually the funny thing is usually Ashley is very on point with quotes, but I just saw this. So I know this one very well. So to rewind real quick, they were you know they were up in the rafters it was three of them the younger one and two other ones and they're like okay we're gonna go and the younger one lexington i was like this nigga is named lexington oh yeah um, that was his name yeah and i was like is that scottish is that i don't know what it but, but lexington right like i've only ever heard like a street or something be called yeah. lexington but they are also statues and they are a thousand years old so you know one's goliath one's lexington um and so he's like i'm gonna stay back which is never a good thing <laughs> you know like he's like yeah i'll, I'll meet you later so he stays back because he wants to meet them and he flies down from the rafters because they finished their show and they're walking i think backstage and this man actually i don't know if you caught this one of the men i think the main one i was just talking about earlier the one who's like always trying to be a man and always wants more action he um he pulls out a gun <laughs> And he like oh, yeah, I about he that. pulls out a gun like he's yeah. ready to shoot. Um, and then they <laughs> you good. <laughs> um, Ashley is so she's dealing with some stuff at, uh with the dog. <laughs> All right, please continue your thought. The man had a fucking pistol. So the man pulls out a gun and he is ready to shoot. And then one of them is like, it talks, right? They call it an it, you know, they call him an it. And then uh she says, like, he's like. 
he's like, this one looks a little different from the photo. And then she like shuts him up before he can say that so that Lexington doesn't hear, right? And then um, she starts to seduce him, which is so, it's so interesting how they put this in kids shows, like all these moments, these little moments of seduction or sexiness or flirting that are like more sexual. Cause she says, I've heard stories of another one like you only. And then it goes to the close-up, like I was describing with Omelette du Fromage, where she's all up in his ear. And then she says, only much bigger. And then after that, it's when one of the guys says, yeah, we'd love to meet your friends, which felt like a proposition. Like it felt like a- <laughs> It really felt like they were about to like do some swinging shit. Like they were like, all right, we're we, we doing this orgy or not. Like, yes, yes. It felt very much like, oh, we're open. We, we're poly, we're swingers, we're whatever, you know? Um, because it, she says only much bigger, which like honestly sounds- insulting you know what I mean like if you're the smaller one and someone comes up to you and says oh you're cute but I like them big like what <laughs> what do you want me to do about that girl like I'm sorry I thought they put that in there the way they put that in there because they knew exactly what the fuck they were doing oh don't be sorry that's that's what I mean like they do this shit on purpose because that's the thing that I think uh as kids, we don't realize, but as adults, you can know. It takes months of planning, uh, voice acting, storyboarding. The storyboards get seen by multiple people, right? Then they get drawn by artists and then they get inked and then they get colored and then they get in, like all of this. Like, so they know it, it, shit doesn't just slip in. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's like you, you have to plan that, right? Um, and like, even, you know, when Black Panther came out, a lot of people loved the line that, um, uh, God, Shuri said, where she was like, um, you scared me colonizer or like something, something. She calls a white man a colonizer and people loved it. And people yeah. were surprised they made it into like a Disney movie or whatever. But ultimately like you hedge your bets, right? And, and they can cut anything at any time depending on what it is. So it wasn't like, oh, you know, like they snuck that in there. Like that had to make it by a lot of Disney execs who ultimately were like, yeah, that's fine. You know, we will we will let you niggers have this one line, you know, where you make fun of white people. Just um, the one. Just the one line. Um, and that's the same thing, right? Where like, they know exactly what the fuck they're doing when they, when they do it. Cause there's so many people involved um, and they're directing them. Like when you're in a booth, they're directing you like, oh no, you got to play it more like Jessica Rabbit, you know, or no, you got to play it more cold. Poison Ivy. That's a bad bitch right there. Poison Ivy. Um, Poison Ivy is pretty great. Yeah. So, so yeah. She used that to was, scare me when I was a kid. Understandably so understandably so like she, i thought i was gonna get like because because when batman would be stuck in her fucking garden yeah and the plants would come up the vines would like grab them that's that used to scare me <laughs> yeah do you know i don't know if i've ever told anyone this so there was a sailor moon episode uh this is when it was airing in the u.s on tsunami right there's a sailor moon episode and it was like i don't know maybe the second season or arc or third season and it was like these like people and they were part of like I want to say kind of a circus, but there's later season where there's these circus people and it wasn't that season. It was like, they were part of like, there's like a jungle um, that they were a part of. And there was some, that jungle like 
jungle, green plant, tree, whatever, would have pieces. And then the little pieces would be alive and then create more. And so at one point, Serena Usagi, she's in her room, I think. And in her closet, there's this little piece, right? And it like, it looks like a little piece of like a root, right? And usually a root outside of succulents, um, where if you have succulent, it can self-propagate. A root is not gonna, it's just gonna die. But this root like jumped and like had magic in it or something and it freaked her out. And I just remember being like scared of that. I was like, what if I go in my closet and then I find a root and then it becomes a tree and it, <laughs> and I was too old to be scared of this, you know, like at that point I was, you know, there is no too old, but like if I had told any, that's why I didn't tell anyone. Cause it would have been embarrassing. Right. Cause I just remember being a little freaked out. Cause like it, you know, you don't, we don't know everything about nature. So I just was like, what if I think I see this plant I like, and then I take it home in my bag. And then all of a sudden it becomes this tree that then eats me and then suffocates me and puts me in a cocoon. And then all of a sudden, da, 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 you know, I mean, you're laughing at yourself about this, but without having to even see that scene, I already kind of have a fears like shit like that. Like I, yeah. legit, I think it's because I probably watched aliens way too young yeah but i legit worried about like me sleeping and something getting on my face and then implanting something and then something horrible happening uh shit i used to be scared of eating accidentally swallowing uh watermelon seeds because that fucking episode of rugrats (laughs) i remember that episode I remember, yeah, because they 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 had a fucking watermelon seed, and then it grew into a watermelon in his stomach, and they had to like get rid of it, right? They Otherwise, he was gonna die. Body and had to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild the shit that that can because the 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 wild thing is for me that our imaginations are so broad it's not just about being gullible our imaginations for what could happen what could exist is so broad right so and that's a really beautiful thing like anything could happen but that also means really scary things could happen you know like we'll believe things that like an adult is like child why you believe that you know um but as kids that shit is real to us so yeah there's a lot of things that i find out now as an adult that i realized as a kid was oh that was fucked. That was totally wrong. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. there was an episode of This American Life um, where this woman was saying she didn't realize that unicorns weren't real. Because, oh. <laughs> I mean, you know, for her, like, it never really came up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I can totally get that. Or, like, somebody, yeah, you know, just people having these kind of misconceptions from when they were a kid and having them never be addressed Yeah. until when they're an adult and on one hand it's like uh it's funny you didn't know that but on the other hand it's like well how could they Mm. so unless you like really thought about it and said i wonder if unicorns are real and then actually looked it up because i mean it's like you just said oh yeah sloths we think are really slow well Mm -hmm. i could go look it up or i could just keep going with the idea that sloths are really slow Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Yeah, that's really interesting because on the one hand, I'm like, oh, wow, you're being really generous. Like, how would anyone believe that a unicorn exists? And on the other hand, weirder shit exists in this world. You know what I mean? Like much weirder shit than unicorns. And there's so many things that are in this world that... um, uh, we don't even know about like in the ocean and and where we can't even get to the depths of there's shit we do not know about there's so you know we're out here exploring space but girl the ocean um the ocean so yeah I, I I feel you and ultimately I posted a TikTok and it was saying um it was a, a black person I believe a black woman and they were saying um 
you can't be oversensitive in a world that is uh, rooted in harm. You know, this world is all about harm, harming each other, being harmed, right? Recovering from that harm. And so how can you be oversensitive when when this world is all about harm, right? Um, and and they were like, if we lived in a world of just love and joy and whatever, then, then come to me and maybe we could talk about being oversensitive. But uh, I say that to say, because when I think about the shit that happens, like the the dystopian shit that happens in our world, it, it is some shit that like was in 1984, right? Or was in Octavia Butler or whatever. So there's some shit that's much more sinister, right? Although it may not take the form of a, a magical unicorn, right? That happens. Um, like the fact that literally, let's just water. The fact that water is a renewable resource that comes literally out the sky, right? And then we have enough technology that we can filter it and do all this and da 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 that that is bottled and packaged and sold to us. You know what I mean? Like, girl, why am I paying for water? You know what I mean? Like, why were why were pe- certain people, indigenous people on the land, and then they got killed, uh, almost all of them, depending on which, you know, like specific region you're talking about, specific tribe, et cetera. Almost all of them got killed because you were like, oh, I want to I want to build land here. I discovered it like what the fuck, you know, like anyways, this is it's just what like <laughs> we're talking about unicorns and things you might believe in the little root that scared me. But like it, there are wilder things that happen, uh, but but those are accepted and that's the norm, right? Like throughout society and not just in history, these things are the norm, raping, pillaging, all of these things, right? Um, and so, and technology being the way it is, all of this. And so that to us makes more sense than like believing in that and knowing that as the norm makes more sense than somebody believing in a unicorn. It's so easy to make fun of somebody to be like, oh, you believe in a unicorn. But if someone's like, why do we live in a capitalist society? You're like, you're ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, like the, the, the normal, the average person is like, what do you mean? What's the alternative? Socialism, right. As, as a bad thing. Right. right. So it's, it's just the trip, what gets normalized. Um, and, and, and then what we say is like, oh, you're weird for doing this, you know, or believing this or having that thought. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, we also, you know, you're talking about technology or you mentioned it, uh, you know, I threw out a day of just me surfing on the internet. Mm-hmm. Now, for the most part, I'm always saying no to cookies. I don't like cookies. I have an ad block. I have an anti-tracker. I have all that kind of stuff, right? Yep, yep. However, I have a, uh, a Pixel 6. Mm-hmm. They have all my information. Yep. Like, I purposely don't have Facebook on my phone because I don't want fucking... What's his face? Uh, Mark Zuckerberger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, tracking my shit. Yes. But at the same time, it don't matter because I have a fucking Pixel 6 and I have a Google account and yes. I use it for everything. And that's just normal. You know, the Google overlords knowing everything about me, that's just normal. Yep. 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 Did you see the article about how many microplastics we eat uh, throughout a year? Oh, I don't think I want to know. Yeah, it's wild. Just shit is just wild, you know. And and we were talking about it on the Doug episode that that gadget that that man had, um, the, the Fitbit, the Fitbit, the like pre Fitbit. It was huge, right? And I have Ooh. a Fitbit that literally, you know, I I'm glad I got it, but at this point I could stop using it. I don't need to continue to use it. Um, but it literally gets biometric data from me every day. It knows it knows my heart rate, uh, and and depending on if they could 
put data together depending on, you know, like if they could cross-reference what was I looking at at the time, right? Because of my internet search history, right? Or where I was or all that. They could be like, oh, well, Anthony experienced a, a heart rate spike by doing this, right? Or Anthony took their medication at this time and this happened, right? Like they literally have my heart rate, how much I exercise or don't exercise, like all this. And, I, it, and it's me giving up that information, right? And not typically reading the terms and services of most of the things we use because it's more convenient. And honestly, we don't want to know most of the time. And even if we did, legalese is a real ass thing. So like reading those terms and conditions only tells you so much because there are things that are, uh, that we wouldn't necessarily know uh, fit into it. So yeah, it's, it's a trip to think about what we, where we are, especially because growing up, you know, we, we got phones in our adolescence. And when we first got phones, it was snake and calls and a few text messages and internet that was not really accessible yet and cost too much so we couldn't even use it internet uh, and- wasn't even viable until like i was a senior yeah in high school so the 2009 yeah so yeah. yeah way up until then it took that long until the internet on the phone was actually kind of like a thing yeah because before i had a blackberry and I would just check my email. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it's God, it's a trip. Um, so <laughs> jumping to the end of gargoyles, uh, and then we'll jump back. There's a line where the older one says, uh, let me see, I think I wrote it verbatim. Uh, wait, wait, waiting, wait, waiting. I don't have it written down. I guess I didn't write it down. But basically, the older one says, he says, thank you for writing that. He says, huh, maybe we shouldn't trust everything on TV. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> so, yeah. so, and, and uh, the, there's a famous line, uh, the revolution will not be televised, you know, um, there's certain, it's just a trip. Um, so, so, tying it back you know it the fact that they were literally feeding them you know these people who are from thousands of years a thousand years ago and so they're fascinated by this like little box with moving pictures they're like oh you can only watch the pack you know like they're like this is you're only gonna get this um was a well funny, for for that thing. particular time i think the the idea before was they did have the other channels yes and yes. they changed it to the pack yes yes i was mad because i wanted them to say the wolf pack because mm, when i think pack i mean i just think pack of wolves or pack of whatever or pack yeah. of this just calling it the pack just seems so they didn't commit to anything so it upsets me the pack of cigarettes right. the pack of underwear the wolf pack right what pack what pack are we talking about we don't know because they didn't tell us I didn't. It's upsetting. Me and my homegirls. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, for some reason, for some reason, I wrote nice time skip after the only much bigger quote. Um, so did I they think... skip from uh did they skip like from a morning to a night really quick? Is that what happened? It might have been. Well, so I think the show is at night, and then we we get to Oh, I think I, I'm, it might be, I think I know, I know what you're talking about. So okay. what happens is we're there. She says only much bigger. Right. And he's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll make it happen. So then we get back to the roof. Right. And then they get mad. Goliath's like, you let them see you, you know? Um, and then there's only a few lines where they bicker. 
Um, and then the older one's like, hey, earlier he calls the woman a lass and here he calls the one of the men a lad, right? And I was like, hee hee hee, Scottish, um, <laughs> lasses and lads. Um, but at this moment, <laughs> at this moment then they have a fight right and he's like this is not over and they're like you bet it isn't and then it, it the sun comes up and so they they freeze in stone and then it's rapid time skip to, okay that's what it, it was that's that's what you wrote <laughs> there's a rapid time skip to then they just continue the conversation where they left off because the 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 argument point for uh lexington was like hey i'm making allies we need friends we you know we we're out here alone um and then he says like you made friends with eliza you know or eliza i forget either way you made friends you made friends with eliza and then he's like what's the uh, and he's like that was different right and then lexington which is a fair point is like what's the difference and so then they stop there the time freeze happens and then they they have that conversation where um he's saying lexington is saying that eliza is a defender of the realm um which i was like interesting um but she, as a police officer, as a detective, is a defender of the realm, and they are also defenders of the realm because they're warriors, and also the pack seems to be the same thing. But what I thought was so interesting about that is because Lexington is supposed to be younger, he really bought into this idea that they're really out here fighting these ninjas, and they're like as like it, it was just so strange to me because you went to a show where you saw at the show they were fighting ninjas but you think that they're defenders of the realm like you know you think they're good guys even though you saw like a, te a televised and at one moment they say like yeah they defend tv they just do it televised you know or they defend they defend the world you know and it, it's like when what it made me think of which is I know it could seem like a jump, but what it made me think of is when people give something to someone who's unhoused or houseless or homeless, and but they record it and put it on YouTube or put it somewhere else and be like, look how good I was, right? Because they want credit instead of just doing it. They And so like the idea that you are fighting bad guys or whatever, but you're putting it on television is just funny to me. Um, but yes, uh, Eliza is a defender of the realm. And I don't remember what his justification was. Like, I don't know why he said Eliza was different. He said it was different. And he's like, how? And then I, I think he just gave up. <laughs> and then and then was like, okay, yeah, we're going to go meet them. Because he's much bigger. Yes. Well, and it was interesting because he says, uh, he's like, if it's safe, right, then we will, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll, we'll make individual introductions with you later. Because at that point, he's saying, it'll just be me who's Goliath and Lexington, but I, because it, it wasn't safe. What I was thinking is like, but what if it isn't safe, <laughs> you know, because they only, it was the two of them together. And as Ashley said, it hinted at these mofos almost died. So like, they didn't have, there were, you know, like I've, I think I've texted Ashley before, but I've definitely texted other people to be like, Hey, I'm meeting up with someone. Here's the information. If I don't text you or call you by 12, call me, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and and then typically before then I'd be like, oh, I'm back home or, oh, I'm spending the night or whatever, right? Um, but I say that you need a backup plan. You need a safety plan. So you're saying if it's safe, we'll make introductions. What's the, what's the backup? You're going to an undisclosed location of these people who have been on TV, and but you don't know them and you're just going to show up. And, and it's you in Lexington, the like younger, naive one. I mean, I guess because he thinks he's such Billy Badass, you know, and he is um, Goliath. Uh, he could do that but anyways yeah that was interesting to me um sorry the whole time you said backup plan i stick in my head <laughs> <laughs> i got a backup plan of a backup plan to back up a backup plan and one and, and two. two and now you, you know, know what to, to do, do. <laughs> 
no, 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 no. That's not really what it sounds like. That's that, I fucked it up, but yeah, um, it's a great, but it, great yes, song. It's a great song by Big Boy. That song is Backup Plan. Um, and you know, I think I texted you about a, you and I were texting months ago about a backup plan or something. And you reminded me of that song and I forgot how good that motherfucking album was. And I went back and listened. And <laughs> that was like my, my, I kept listening like for maybe like a month. Big Boy's, um, because that was speaker box, right? I think so, yeah. I believe that was speaker box. Because um, what I would listen to in the past would usually be Love Below. And I forgot how good speaker box was. Because in my head, it was like I had a lot of nostalgia for Love Below. Um, so I, I believe it's speaker box. But anyways, that song is great. Yeah. Um, our rendition of it is is uh, the Zoom lag makes it hard. <laughs> and just my, uh, my no I, I i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make any excuses i fucked it up but i well, blame that up being tired that and my musical abilities are not they're not as um uh, uh developed as they could be <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so i don't have any uh notes until they actually start fighting let's get into it tell me tell me what you thought um so when they get there they um they end up walking in this corridor, like the actual stage. And then Fox is like, oh, it's a trap. Oh, we got you. Yes. No, no, she actually sounds kind of sexy. But uh, what ended up happening is um, they have these walls um, kind of come in and close on them. It's, it's like that uh, scene in Resident Evil, the original Resident Evil, if you're Jill and you go into the room and you try to grab this emblem and you try to leave, but the door locks and then the oh floor, or sorry, the ceiling comes down and crushes you. Jill actually... Valentine. <laughs> so many, it's so funny the things I remember because I never even played Resident Evil. I just watched Tommy play it a lot. yeah. yeah. Shit scared me too. Oh, it scared the shit out of me. That first zombie. I remember it was a huge deal because they said that they scanned an actual human eye for the texture for that zombie's eye. Oh god. Yeah, that that game scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, but it was like that. It was very much like that. It was uh because they were uh actually saying stage, and that's true, but I think it's also it's a set, like it's a pretty elaborate set that they have. And and what she says is that these traps that they go through on tv are usually you know not lethal lethal. and she was like but we juiced it up a little for you yeah that's what she said and when she said it i had to read the subtitle because i was like did she say they jizzed it up a little like i just didn't i was like what did they do but they juiced it up and so it up a little like um so it was it was speaking french (laughs) yes yes she was um so yeah, so that happened and and you thought of Resident Evil, Ashley. Well, at that moment, yeah, which is funny. I didn't write that note. Um, but then at one point, uh, they uh, they start clawing through the metal. Yeah. And the, the first thing I wrote was uh, um, metal bender? Question mark? <laughs> because the way they were bending that shit, they, they, they were like, I mean, I guess he was like punching it like with his claws and stuff. So it was like bending and stuff. But the way it looked, it, like I felt like I was watching Legend of uh, Korra or something because it looked like they were just like manipulating that shit. 
Yes. Yeah. Well, and at one point Lexington goes off and almost gets spiked, like almost gets impaled by one of these, like what we would imagine are, you know, stainless steel spikes, maybe not stainless, <laughs> maybe, maybe they're stain, <laughs> maybe they're stainful spikes, stain, stainful steel. <laughs> um, you know what? They would be stainless steel. That's why you make knives out of it. Yes. Right. So, and so it was, it was, you know, uh, Lexington almost gets got and then Goliath grabs him. Uh, and at this somewhere around then he's just so innocent he says cowards i thought you fought with honor <laughs> and my note actually was the same i was like these mofos are strong because they're literally ripping through through steel um but to be fair they in they become stone so like i was like maybe some of the power transfers over they're just so strong when they're living because while they're sleeping they're stone who knows but i don't know they are ripped they are they they're are fucking ripped so yeah. especially goliath yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then sometime after that, this is when Lexington says, I'm never trusting anyone again, which was so, which was I'm, so honestly, sad. Is a, it was, a, it's a mood, honestly, I get it, but it was so dramatic, you know, like it wasn't just like, I'm like, he didn't, the thing is he didn't vet them. Like he had like a two minute conversation. So yeah, you can't just trust anyone after two minutes. Right. But, and you have to figure out what are, what do they want from you? But it just is so funny because they're out here fighting for their lives, literally about to die. And then he's i'm never trusting anyone again <laughs> you know what that that was a snarf voice right there it was yeah no i that did do was, a snarf yeah um yes. and i also wrote why is fox always laughing because she really was i wish you could see ashley when she first did the laugh because she like put her hand over her mouth like <laughs> because that's fox is for real like always laughing like it's just kind of ominous you just hear it they're in this trap and you just hear fox off there laughing somewhere which like honestly was so whack you know like if you're gonna hunt somebody or hunt something and people do use traps but i was like this is y'all are whack because there's like five of them or something right and it was only two of the gargoyles it was it was i it was unfair i was upset a little bit i um Hmm, I'm not sure at which point this was, but I wrote, tossed a steak knife. Uh, I think it might have been Fox. Somebody tossed a knife. And it looked like a steak knife. Like, it, it looked like you, like, she went into the kitchen and grabbed a knife. Like, and not, not like a chef's knife. I mean, just like a steak knife. That's, that's what it looked. It was just like, like one of those cheap ass, like, you know, when they just have like the little plastic handle and you can see the little bevels on it. And that's what it looked like she threw i don't remember at what point this happened but i remember that was my reaction because yeah. if you were gonna throw if you're throwing a knife can you imagine being like if somebody threw a knife at you and it was a fucking steak knife i'd be so mad that <laughs> would be so upsetting <laughs> i would be so mad <laughs> Oh my God. Oh my God. That, oh God. Yeah, you're right, Ashley. I don't remember when that happened. I do remember some knife throwing. I don't think I looked very much at the design of the knife, but I firmly believe you are right about it being a steak knife. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't have anything until she, uh, Fox did the thing. So, um, yeah, the only note I have is uh, at one point it goes the commercial break like you could tell like that's how it was 
written like you know and it goes we didn't actually have any commercial and then I wrote are they dead <laughs> so I don't have anything um I don't have anything before that. so you can you can keep going <laughs> like I knew they weren't really dead but like that was kind of like it was a cliffhanger right because like at that point you know and I'm jumping some they're on the ground and just like knocked out right uh yeah. in this like alleyway and then oh, yeah, it goes I remember commercial this break yeah. it goes to commercial break and then it comes back and they're there <laughs> so it's like um what's the vine um god it's a it's a little black girl playing uh and then at one point i forget what she says but oh, she's oh my gosh she fucking dead <laughs> <laughs> she's playing with her like dolls um, yeah she did yeah i forget but yeah that's that's that would <laughs> Oh my gosh, she fucking did. That's that's what I felt. Um, so I don't have anything. You can continue on. Because <laughs> um, I think the stuff you're talking about happens before that, right? No, after. I think. Oh. Because uh, what ends up happening is uh, they ended up getting their ass kicked. And yes. like Anthony said, he, he uh, they thought that uh, they was dead. Yes, yes. And is it after? Is it after the kids? And then, hmm? what is what you're talking about after the kids? Because the kids come. Yeah, after after the kids is what I'm talking about. Okay, so then I'll continue. So at one point, I, I okay. wrote saved, saved by the Kids. But they were little, like, quintessential American kids. Because you know the, like, dream, uh, the American dream is supposed to be, like, a wife and a husband and then two and a half kids and a white picket fence. Like, that's, that's the dream, right? And it was this literally a blonde woman, a brown, uh, like, a white man, but with brown hair. Um, and then two kids, they're both blonde um, and they're all excited. They came up, right? And so I, they were about to be dead, but then these kids come up, which gives them time to recover. Um, and then these kids, you know, I say quintessential American because they're blonde and they're like, oh my God, we love you. Can we have your autograph? This, this, and this. And then at one point they're like, oh no, they're being attacked, right? Because the fucking, the, the A squad, the uh, A, A team, um, they say that they're being... Um, they say that they were sent by the evil ninjas, right? The gargoyles, they're monsters sent by the evil ninjas. So the kids grab like 10 cans and like rocks and start throwing them at the fucking gargoyles. And then Lexington is like, stop. <laughs> and the dad is like, the dad's like, yeah, it must be like a publicity or stunt or something. And the wife yeah. is like, it seemed awfully real. And they like walk off, you know? Um, and but it then- takes them a minute yeah there's a off. it was a whole it was a whole bit like it was it was going for a while like you know? they like i mean i'm just saying i won't have them but if i did have them if i had some kids and they love these people and we were down a dark alley for some reason and that shit was going down i'd be like we're leaving we're leaving so we're quote, leaving so we're leaving our namesake um uh the house of oh my god libretto the house of libretto yeah not not this one not this one not this one um you might go kick my ass the way that me and my children would not shit the way that me and apple have gone the other way sometimes you know we would not have engaged in those shenanigans um and so then they eventually leave you know uh and then well they don't actually leave though that's the problem the kids well they they kind of they kind of leave but the, the then, parents and the kid yeah the family yeah. doesn't but then the gargoyles at that point the gargoyles start going up the the fire escape um because they they because what happened oh is, i wrote that too you wrote about the fire escape um no this 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 in my notes this happened fox fucking grabs the uh the mom the chick 
and holds later. her up with a knife. That's later. Why do I have it like this? Because, because then after that, I have the, the ladder, and I said, why can't they just fly up there? Because they went up the fire escape. Later, what happens is Fox takes the model hostage, but they fall into that later. Oh, it was a model hostage, not mm-hmm. the mom. Mm-hmm. That's where I screwed so, so yeah, so we're in the alley. The parents walk away with the kids. Don't walk away, boy. Um, and then uh, they go up the ladder, right? The fire escape, which that is a very good question. Why couldn't they just fly? And then fucking Fox and the rest of them throw something, which takes out like the whole fire escape. And I'm like, none of these folks care about property damage. The only time I've seen property damage really addressed by like villains has been in Invincible. Uh, or Incredibles, uh, actually both, Incredibles and an Invincible, um, the comic book and the, the Amazon television series. Um, it's good if you haven't watched, it's very bloody, but if you haven't watched Invincible, it's good. Um, but then they scale a building. So now they're up the fire escape. They fucked up the fire escape. And then now the, the A team is scaling the building. Um, and then as he gets up to the top, he gets scared because he sees a, a gargoyle, like a, not one of them, but he sees like a stone gargoyle and he shoots the gargoyle statue. Um, and then they end up in like what looks like a gargoyle garden of sorts. And so then one of them is like, it's like looking for a needle in a haystack because they can't find the actual gargoyles because they're around all these stone gargoyles which feels like a very silly thing because you know when games were really new and you can tell that something was different because the texture was different like the like the texture the the pixelation like they would draw it different so it's like oh this is a secret spot but you could tell because the rock doesn't look like the rest of the rocks that's what i was like you're talking about a needle in a haystack these motherfuckers are stone these motherfuckers are living beings right with color too so like the fact that you're like a needle in a haystack um but yeah that's (laughs) they at this point they're on the top of 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 this gargoyle garden and then i have some other thoughts but uh i want to see if you had any before we get to the model um well you answered the question i wrote down because um the way i had remembered it is the gargoyles go up the fire escape Mm -hmm. and i thought they immediately started uh repelling up the uh the building they do yeah yeah but it makes more sense because you said that they blew up the fire escape. Yeah, so yeah, then sorry, they had they to immediately. Yeah. So, okay, because I was like, why didn't they just take the fire? But, see, you know what? This is why this is a podcast with the two of us because we can figure this stuff out. So that you're not speaking battalion. Yeah, huh. I- you didn't even catch that because you're reading. Well, because I wrote, I wrote. No, did you hear what I said? What did you say? <laughs> I said, so you're not speaking battalion. That's a, <laughs> that's a throwback from our childhood. We won't speak on it. But basically, the reason I reference it now is because you're not speaking out your ass, is what I mean. Right, right, right. Because right, right, <laughs> right, right. if it was just you, you'd be. And if it was just me, if it was just one of us, we would be incorrect. Um, <laughs> but yes. Okay. Yeah, no, I wrote down bitch run dummy. <laughs> so somebody didn't run away at some point, but I don't remember who it was. I don't either, but then what happens is at the top, it was probably one of them. It's when they got well, Batman. Well, it's probably the kids because that's where I have the note. 
that's why I got confused oh, because yeah, I read that. Yeah. I think it might have been the kids. They they didn't they did because they run. didn't run. I they didn't think. run. But then yeah. eventually the parents do take them away, and then at that point they're they're going up the building. And then when we're in the gargoyle garden, at one point I wrote his name. I don't remember even what he looked like, but he was Jackal. And he says, "I'm out of here. Forget it." Or he says, "I'm out of here." And they're like, "Wait, wasn't Jackal. in my contract." It's, he's like, "Forget it. Yeah. This wasn't in my contract." And then guess what, Ashley? He gets got. Because snitches get stitches. Um, now, to be fair, uh, I I wouldn't have signed up for doing all this. So I get it. Yeah. I understand it. But once you started it to be like, oh, forget this, I'm gone. But it's because he realized he was gonna get got. He knew because they were in the <laughs> they were in the the gargoyle garden, you know, and the gargoyles can fucking fly. And so what ended up happening is they got them. They got them. They, and then he got got. I don't have the details of this, but then this is what you're talking about happens. They crash. I think they crashed them through a building and the building ended up being a set where there's this model uh, or three models, which was interesting because one was like, I think two were white and one was brown, like brown or black. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember but, that too. Um, yeah, and so then, and I only say interesting because often, you know, cartoons usually it's just like, it's just white. Or uh, in this case, it's the Neapolitan <laughs> where it's like one is brown, one is pink and one is white, you know? <laughs> whatever that is yeah like neapolitan ice cream um that's what it's called right when it's the yeah yeah it is i strawberry i want ice cream now (laughs) maybe you're hungry because all i had to say was pop tartar ice cream and (laughs) maybe you need a little dad um dad bought some collard greens and i cleaned them up and chopped them and threw them in the slow cooker and i guess i probably smelled them even though Mm. the door is closed well, we are, um, we're almost done. We're almost are done. Are we? Are we? Yeah, done? because after this, I mean, we don't have to be, but after this is, <laughs> is um, the last uh, the last two scenes. But so then they fall, I think. And then I remember being like, why would she take, because she yeah. takes one of the girls hostage with yeah. a knife. And I was like, why would she take them hostage? And then I realized, oh, it's because she's losing and to escape, the only way she can like escape with her life, right? Or like not getting totally beat up is to have the hostage but because there's a photographer there taking it was like a swimsuit shoot you know and they were on this like set and it looked like a beach or whatever um and so he he's there and he's scared uh but instead of what is it fight flight freeze or fawn um he took photos (laughs) which i guess is one way of fighting but he didn't just freeze like he didn't just stop he took photos which comes back later because that's how they get arrested is they have a photo of fox taking this woman hostage well see Um, because of that scene that's why i was like these are ex-special forces I see. because that's I see. that's something you would do in that kind of situation like yeah, to try yeah. and get out of it right yeah um because the pack if you're just an actor working for fucking as a superhero yeah uh you wouldn't think to hold somebody up to save your life no but we knew they and were she actress. did it with a knife too she had the knife at her throat she's like yes try me she was real cereal. She was real Quaker oats. She was real frosted flakes. Because the thing is, she, 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 and we knew, we knew they weren't uh, just actors because we saw them training and they were like, yeah, you know, we've never had it this good. And, and they were serious. Uh, but then I'm going to send this to you because I took a voice recording on my phone, um, but I wasn't going to 
play the voice recording on my mic because that just it's too many levels of distortion but at one point lexington flies in um i think to get to get one of them i don't know if it's fox and he has this whale and it was just so humorous and i can't i can't i can't redo it so i'm gonna send it to you and hopefully maybe you can edit it in yeah no totally Um, i don't see why i couldn't Um, and then the next thing that I have written down is that finally, uh, Wolf, who's like the main guy who's annoying, uh, the main A-team dude, he says, finally, some real action, which I thought my note is finally some real action. Wolf says after playing dirty the whole time. And then I wrote bootleg ass Wolverine because the fuck, you know what I mean? Like he, I was mad. I was, um, have you ever played Skyrim? No, I've only seen play like footage of it. Oh, he reminds me of this character when you join the uh, join the um, the companions, which is the Fighters Guild. Yeah. Uh, you have when you start off, you have a Shield brother, and your Shield brother, I forget his name now, but the voice actor sounds just like him, and he's a big guy, and he's like, "Yeah, you need a Shield brother." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's like, he, he's like that. He's kind of big guy. I mean, that's also how you turn into a werewolf because they are all werewolves at some point. And Skyrim? So, so yeah, so he kind of reminded me of him, like just kind of an almost werewolf type dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I hadn't even thought about him as a bootleg ass Wolverine until I realized his name was Wolf, you know, and he had a bit of like, not quite the sideburn and like facial hair, but it was similar. It was like, it was similar enough to where I was like, hmm, I think they maybe did this on purpose. <laughs> Wolverine <laughs> you know? and a wolf aren't the same. Just no. so you know. I know. Just Thank so you know. You. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. 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 No, I I hate it because we record, we do these podcasts and then Anthony sends me um, all these memes that I've never seen. Mm -hmm. And then for the next forever, I just keep thinking about those dumbass memes anytime (laughs) something happens. But like, Anthony's the only person that would get it. <laughs> you could always text me. And there's one that I don't know that I'm going to send you because it's from this video and I people have been using it. I The thing about TikTok is sometimes people, it can be funny as fuck, but sometimes people use sounds that I'm like, yo, you should not be using this. And there's one video of this woman talking about some shit that happens. And at one point she says, you fucking knew, you fucking knew. And I don't want to do her vocal intonation because like it, she was and I don't know the full story, but she was dealing with some stuff with this man who like was uh, not good. Um, but someone did it. And I had like heard a few of these videos and I was like, oh, these are funny, you know, because like she sounds like distraught, but like I thought it was from like a show or something. But she's really distraught and she's like, you fucking knew, you fucking knew. And I'm like, oh, damn. And there's one, there's a, uh, have you heard of a fucking, he's not a real doctor, but Dr. Umar Johnson. That sounds familiar. He's a hotep, right? Um, oh no! Yeah, and so like he, 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 but he because he's a hotep, he has some funny, some funny clips, right? You know, and and like some funny sound bites, and so um, one of them is like. Uh, I have your competition on the other line. I have your, I have, I, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you. I have your competition on the other line. And so people would use it, but because sound, sounds get popular, some of them only stay in Black Talk, right? Or Black TikTok. And so it's just like, you'll think everyone's using it, but you'll go to it and it'll be like 500 videos or let's say even 100 and you look and they're all Black. But sometimes sounds cross over. And so then they there's these white people. So 
just real quick, there's Black people, I'm sure, who are using it and don't necessarily know that Umar is homophobic, is sexist, is all these things, right? So that's one level, right? But I think there's many of them who know it and they're just using it ironically, right? Um, because he's not going to get, it's different from using someone's song. He's not going to get any like royalties or streams or anything from it. People might search for him more, but he's not going to get anything, right? The difference is then it'll cross over to like white and non-black TikTok and then people will be using it. And I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, y'all probably don't even know who the fuck Dr. Umar is, you know, like, because if black people want to use it, I can, I can get behind that, right? As long as you know, he's not someone we need to be supporting, then cool, right? If you're using it in that way. Um, but when it gets to this other side, like a lot of y'all don't even know what this is, you know? And so when I... <laughs> The reason I thought of this is because you said, I'll send you some, right? And one I wanted to send you was this one that was like, you fucking knew. And then I looked and saw where the sound came from. And I was like, oh, this makes me sad. And some people have used even, there's like R. Kelly sound, like his interview with, I think Gail King or someone, maybe it was with Oprah, I forget, but it was when he was talking about the case. And he, has, he says something. Oh, he says, that's stupid. And he's like, he like looks at the other camera. He's like, what are you talking about? That's stupid. And he's talking about fucking, he's saying these things that happened didn't happen, yeah, right? Exactly. So like, it makes- everything. Yeah, so it makes so the fact that a lot of people ended up using that sound made me really sad because I'm like the origin of this is not um good. It's just not good, right? Anyways, I say all that to say when I send these to you, you could always send them back to me. You can always just text me, whatever it is. Like like if you just text me, yeah, dot dot dot. Yeah, dot dot dot. I'll know exactly what you're talking about. And you don't even have to want a response. You can just text to me. Just know. <laughs> And I think part of the reason I share them with you is sometimes some people know in my life, but not that many. And so it's nice to have someone else to where I do it when I'm thinking, yeah, you know exactly what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> well, it's funny too, because um, I guess the way my mind works is I associate things with other things. Same. Sometimes they don't actually relate Yep. at all. Yep. Which confuses um, people in conversation. Right. So I'll be talking about Pop-Tarts. And then because I'm thinking about Pop-Tarts, I'm thinking about this dollar store. And I'm thinking about, I don't know, fucking, uh, so my brain's not working right now. But, you know, something like really dumb, like LA is totally awesome. Right. Because mm -hmm. they got that there. Yeah. Yeah. And people would be like, how the fuck did you go from that yep yep <laughs> yep but i, I think mean, that's honestly how we got good at tracing our thoughts back because we've had to do it for other people you know because we get somewhere and it's in, in my mind i think about it as like um it's like a tree like a decision tree and it just branches out and so by the time you get over here you don't know how you got over here but in our heads we know it because there was a link right um and so that's sometimes what i'll be like this is unrelated, but it's really related. Cause in my head it's related. But if I say it's somebody else, it's not like you'll, you're, you're going to reference Dragon Ball Z because I said, uh, I said, I don't know, marshmallows. And when you think of marshmallows, you think of Majin Buu, right? And when you think of Majin Buu, you think of Dragon Ball Z, right? But to someone else, they're going to be like, how the fuck did you get from marshmallows? To well, that's not the worst one. Cause that's Majin Buu looks pretty. He, I mean, he, he looks like a marshmallow. He's puffy. But but yes, you know, we we get places where people don't necessarily understand how we got there. Um, so so yeah, I think I didn't think about it, but that's probably why we can track back like how did we get here? Because we have to do it for other people. Um, because it makes sense in our head, you know, but it doesn't make sense to other people, which I have to understand 
makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can see why you would get confused how I got from a 30 inch monitor to uh, a clear water bottle. Like the fuck do those have to do with each other? But in this case, my monitor, which I don't think is 30 inches, but my external monitor gift from a friend uh, they weren't using anymore is in front of me. And then my clear water bottles to my left, you know? So it's like that simple. And then later when we're, we're talking about it, I may remember that those two things were there when I was recording, you know? So anyway. Yeah, um, we were. I know where we were. We were talking about bootleg ass Wolverine because he well, says, "Well, yeah, yeah." No, I, I know where we are. I was, I, I was done. Oh no, I'm kidding. I was. <laughs> you go, go for it. It's our podcast. <laughs> no, I, I was just, just gonna basically add um, the fact that it's very obvious that we're siblings because you can kind of get away with that. Yeah, um, we can take shortcuts. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I. And I think Anthony does this too, where I will start talking really, really, really fast Yes. because I want to get this point out because I want you to know this point so I can get to this other point. Yep. Like I noticed, uh, I was thinking about it and I'm going to notice when I edit, when I was talking about the stupid Resident Evil thing, mm-hmm. I blurted that up real quick just so I can get to the point of that's why it's related to yes yes well because you feel like it's a parenthetical right and i think we we've been trained by the world and and other things in the world very specific things to where we think it's one of the reasons i talk so fast and don't take as many breaths because like i want to get all my thoughts out so it's like and then because like i think that people don't want to hear me right and so then but that's not true like yes there are some people who don't but okay and right like so ultimately we talk fast and then as you said we talk faster because you're like well this isn't quite relevant to other people but it is to me so I'm going to get really past this so you understand where I got to here uh because we don't want to we don't you know we're we're both self-conscious about uh taking up too much space and so then we shrink ourselves you know yes Um, exactly we're self-conscious about being too too talkative being annoying whatever it is and those things can be true with certain people but those are not a default we're not you know like you're not uh neither of us are by default like you know inherently annoying or inherently too talkative or you know but we we've been taught in many ways and through many measures and then it's been reinforced that we talk too much right or uh we're boring or we're not good at this or whatever so i i feel you you know which is why i think ultimately you have gratitude that people listen to our podcast because like it's just i think you're a a human being who has gratitude that anyone cares about what we have to say but the other part of it is that we can both devalue our contributions and so then it's like well, who would want to listen to this? Uh, you know, instead of like being like, actually, we have some funny ass shit on here. A lot of people would want to listen to it, right? And it is a, a gift that that uh, they get to listen to it, right? Um, but it takes a lot of time to get there because most of the time our, our brain is in like, well, we're not really saying shit, you know, or we're not really doing it or or we're talking for so long, who would want to listen to that, right? Um, so yeah, we're, we can both be pretty good at minimizing ourselves, but um, we've gotten better and mostly through like helping each other in therapy, you know, like our therapist giving us homework of being like, what do you like about yourself? And what are you grateful for? And, you know, it's so insane how hard that is. Yeah. Like they give you a sheet of paper and it's like, like elementary school size texts. Yeah. And it's like, what are the things about yourself that you like? 
radio silence. <laughs> well, I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> don't, don't. And when I go inside on Saturdays, there's this one dude, nephew. Um, he's really funny, really charismatic. Uh, he just turned 40 recently. Shout out to nephew. I don't, I don't know that he'll ever listen to this, but if he does, shout out to nephew. And he'll clap, like we clap for people when they're going, uh, we do, we do, it's called No More Tears and it's violence prevention workshops and stuff. Um, and part of that is finding out where the violence in you comes from, how you perpetuated all of that. And so we have people who come in for this like 12 week workshop. And so they're new. And when someone speaks, right, often we'll clap after. And when one of the facilitators speaks, we'll clap as like they're walking up or as they finish. And so nephew, <laughs> nephew will say, give a round of applause for nephew as he's walking up right and and like I like and so like usually we would give a round of applause right but like he's saying like give me a round of applause like as he's right. doing and he'll give himself one and I I had made a comment uh and people often make a comment about it we we laugh you know and then what he said you know and I um because he said it, there's sometimes where things should not be shared outside of it because of the context he said it. Uh, I feel comfortable sharing it. He was like, there once upon a time, I didn't like, he was like, I like myself a lot or I, I love myself a lot or something like that. So like, once upon a time, I didn't like myself very much. True story, you know, and then he continued on, um, but he was being real, you know? And so ultimately uh, sometimes you gotta be the one to gas yourself up. And it's a trip because we can, like, if you go on Instagram or you find something about somebody or whatever, sometimes you could be like, well, they think they're the shit. Da, 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 da. they think and really it's just projection because honestly we want to feel that good about ourselves we want to feel like the bad bitch we want to feel this smart we want to feel this fine whatever um so I have to catch myself sometimes where I'm thinking like you know they think they're this or they think they're that and I'm like actually I don't know what the fuck they think they just posted this cat this photo and said feeling 30 and fine or something you know and I'm thinking like they think everybody wants them da, 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 da. who the fuck knows you know and even if they do good you know they should they should think that we should all be thinking that as long as that doesn't then in turn have you treat other people unkindly right you know um that that's a different thing but we should have very high opinions of ourselves because we're the ones who spend the most time with ourselves so to your point about like the the the, the silence of what do you like about yourself? That shit is hard, you know, especially when you're answering not just in relation to other people. Like, oh, what's good about Ashley? Well, she takes care of her dogs really well, you know? Well, she does this. Like, no. Like, what is Ashley? Like, what is good about Ashley? Ashley's funny. Ashley's silly. Ashley's smart. Ashley's these things, right? But saying that about yourself, ooh, baby. <laughs> That's hard. And I've gotten, I've gotten better, but that shit is hard. Because oh, you can also say it, right? You can identify it, but it's another thing to actually believe it. That's the hard oh. part right there. I mean, because, you know, you you get that you get that piece of paper enough times, you know, okay, all right, uh, smart, funny. Yep, yep. Uh, whatever. Yep. But you don't actually think like, oh, yeah, no, that is true. Mm-hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's... I started. I wonder I tell if you? gargoyles are confident. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder if gargoyles are what? I said confident. confident. <laughs> well, you know what? Interestingly enough, I think some of them are. Excuse me, but we saw with Lexington, we saw, and this actually does relate back in the beginning and the end. First, he says, you know, it's he's it's all or nothing. So he trusts these people, and then because it doesn't go good, he's saying, "I'm never trusting anyone again." Right? Which has happened to us in life. Um, we have felt that way, many of us. 
Um, I would argue damn near all of us when we've been hurt at some point, maybe in adulthood, maybe in childhood, but we've definitely been like, shit, I trusted you. You know, you fucked it up. I'm not trusting people again. I'm not going to open my heart. Um, and then at the end where he's like, he, he's like profusely, he's being very um, self-deprecating and he's self-loathing and he's profusely apologizing. Like, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I led you into this trap, you know? And then um, uh, this is actually, <laughs> the only other note I have is after the fight, uh, they get saved by 12. They get saved by the cops actually, because the gargoyles are like, we're going to let the cops handle, oh, handle yeah, I forgot about that. you know, and then they fly away and, and then the, the, the villains get the caught. Yes. And so in the last scene, right, or almost last scene, um, at one point I wrote down the line, Goliath says, because he's beating himself up. He's like, damn, I can't believe I did this. He says, no, Lexington, you were right. We can't hide from the world. We must live in it. And then he continues on and he repeats some of the stuff that Lexington was saying earlier that we must look for, I think kindred spirits was the word he used. Uh, And and we must look for allies. Otherwise we'll be alone forever. And he's right, right? Because there's only, Mm -hmm. I think there's only like five or six of the gargoyles, right? Who are living from a thousand years ago. They need they don't need, but one would, I mean, they do. Like we know at least this, not even just as humans, we know that animals do have friendships, right? And the animals have kinship. And so, and we do not survive without kinship and care. Um, you can't just live on your own, you can't. Um, so so it was really to, to our point, right? We see that Lexington, he really, you know, your question of, are they confident? He's not, you know, like, and he may have been before, but then this, he went out on a limb, right? And and invited these people and then put him himself and someone he looks up to in danger, right? Um, and they could have, not only were they seriously hurt because them wounds were serious, but also they could have died, right? So then he's feeling really bad. Um, and then that's the type of thing that can fuck up your confidence forever. That happens to you as a kid, you know what I mean? You're eight, you're 12, shit, you're 16, it doesn't matter. And that completely changes how you see the world. Uh, and then you don't even want to do anything for fear of harming someone else or for fear of upsetting someone else or whatever. So, and what I've been learning, one of the things in the last workshop we talked about is learning your different inside San Quentin, learning your different personas and the justifications we use for our actions and keeping up those personas. So how many different people do we have in us and who do we perform these different personas with? And one of the things I was thinking is that like, one of my personas is that of like the agreeable person, right? Like I am nice and agreeable. And what happens when, if I base my value on um, like, affirming someone agreeing with someone but what they're saying is harmful to me or to someone else or what they're doing is harmful to to me or someone else it sucks because then that persona of me being so nice and you know Anthony doesn't cause any problems I have to shut that persona off or turn on a different one or be my real self and and be honest like yo this isn't cool but when I do that if I value being agreeable or so so much people have been like yeah I really like Anthony because Anthony doesn't cause no waves I'm scared to cause a wave because now the people who are in my life, you know, whether they be friends or family, I'm worried that by causing a wave, I'm going to cause conflict, right? And instead of me thinking about, well, actually the conflict started when the person who was doing harmful behavior, saying harmful things, that's when the conflict started. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just responding to it, right? But in my head, then it's like, well, shit, I don't want to do this. And so when we were thinking about, you know, personas over yesterday, over the weekend, today, Sunday, 
um, that was one thing I was thinking about, you know, or what are the, because a lot of the men inside were talking about the persona they have to put on inside prison, because even though they're doing this work in the group, right, to survive, especially at a higher level prison, um, where there are less groups, and it's more violence on the yard and in and, and cells and all of this, you have to put on this tough guy demeanor, you have to do this, right, because that is literally your survival, but that persona is not who you are, but we justify it, and after a certain after years of playing a certain persona, we start to believe it. You know what I mean? We really do. Um, So it's, yeah, I I think about, you know, um, I think about watching (laughs) with Lexington that it was really beautiful that this like father figure type person, you know, Goliath is like, no, you were actually right. You know, like, you know, we do need to take caution. We can't trust everyone, but we do also, he says we can't hide from the world, which is true, you know? Um, so shout out to gargoyles and, uh, and to us for being able to take, you know, that's the fun thing, right? Is like, we could talk shit, we can, uh, analyze it, but we can always take something away from these cartoons. Um, and anything, honestly, the way that you and I work, we could always take something away from something, even if it's, I don't want to do it this way, or I like this or whatever. Um, we can always take something because there, there are, you know, there's lessons in, in shows, but, um, we could just be like, we, I don't know. We could just be like, oh, well, this was the show that came along in the same vein as like Batman, the animated series, uh, and had a similar art style and did this. And, you know, it was a, a episode about this, this, or that. But we also take other stuff and relate our life to it. Um, so shout out to us. High five. Nice melons. High five. High five. <laughs> Maybe we should watch that next. Yes. Uh, that was not a kid's show, though. No. Um, yeah, I was. I would just like to agree the um, the uh, the end of the episode with that whole conversation that they had was really nice. Yeah. Um, so it was. It's cool to see a cartoon that actually does a good job at teaching those kind of lessons. Because mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot a lot of times some cartoons are very hand-fisted with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed the episode. Actually, I uh, I had a good time watching it the whole time um i can always tell if i'm actually really like really enjoying it if i'm not writing very many notes mm-hmm. because i'm actually actively watching and listening to it as opposed to just constantly going that was dumb yeah, yeah. so uh yeah i think this was a this was a good choice uh what i do would like to add to is um i think it was pretty clear in the beginning of the episode the show came out when i was like four Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't remember it very fondly. Now, granted, obviously there's always reruns. So mm-hmm. it's possible that growing up, I watched those. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it did have some kind of influence on my life because um, I think I've mentioned it multiple times, but I used to play Legos as a kid and I would make my own shit. I would, I would make the sets, but then eventually I would break the sets up and then I would make my own shit. Uh, it was Lego creator before Lego creator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I had this whole uh gang it was called the gargoyle gang oh you did so i had made a whole set of characters based off of the show so um obviously at some point it had some kind of influence on me um i mean watching this episode it it would make sense it's a good show yeah Uh, but yeah i think that's all i had on gargoyles wait say it the way you said in the beginning uh, shit, how did, 
Oh shit. I know I can't remember. Oh, okay. That, it's okay. But I know you're talking about Goggle. 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 Um <laughs> do you remember when Martha Stewart we would watch her after school, I think, um, and she'd say, It's a good thing. Yes. Um, I don't remember what you said, but some some just recent before I before you asked me to say it the way I said it, you had said something either that had you said it's a good thing or you said um you said it in a similar intonation so that's what i was thinking i used to say that a lot it's a good thing um that white woman got a soothing voice she definitely does you know um, yeah, she I, would make good arts and crafts and food you know i remember her show very fondly as a kid yeah yeah um definitely the the only other things I had is at one point the Lexington says it's nice to know there's still some heroes left and I didn't know who he was talking about is he talking about Goliath like like they're the heroes the I'm not sure oh may oh gross maybe maybe um and then uh I did write down the line I just couldn't find it earlier the older one says I thought they were the good guys maybe we shouldn't believe everything we see on TV um and I was like try I try to organize my thoughts so it's not all just like one long bullet point because it's easy for me to lose my thought so I'd written that that was the last scene and then I wrote you thought because there was another scene after because then we go to the jail and this is the scene Ashley talked about so that's when we find out the cable tv was adjusted for the pack um and then we find out that the pack reacted just like he expected so he was the one who sent those photos of the gargoyles and hoped that then they would want to hunt them um and the other thing I wrote is why do all these men have such long ponytails I don't know if you noticed but that man I did and a bunch of like why yeah. um and then uh maybe it's maybe because it's the 90s maybe they're thinking people from the 70s who had long ponytails were evil <laughs> and so they were like no <laughs> you hippies um the other dirty two, hippies yeah the other two things I wrote is that he's vaguely brown the the millionaire the billionaire yeah, I noticed that too um and then uh, I wrote where does this funding come from you know and I'm sure they explain it in the show how he made his billions but because he says he created the pack at that end of the episode he's like I created the pack not just for this but for this right and I was like where does he get this money from which goes to our point earlier of exploitation um you can't no you just can't billions you know Rihanna is a she's a one of the few like known well well known you know worldwide black billionaires um and it's just such a trip to think about somebody making that much money you know um that's just so much money that's just so much money um i feel like if i had that much money i would give it away to somebody because well, i wouldn't know, want that much money it's not like oh i want to be you know want to give out money because i'm a good person i just wouldn't want that much because that's like responsibility at this point right yeah because i mean there's only a finite amount of money in the world well i mean you know the the, the way uh the world works now yes um, yes um you know because pieces of paper have value <laughs> yes um anyway she uh, does give away a lot a lot of money but yeah. i just you know and no i just i wouldn't want it i wouldn't want to have to be like i have this amount of money i have because at a certain point you have a societal um obligation, obligation. right because yeah. how can you yeah. not yeah 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 that's i can't i don't know um yeah i can't 
I've never made six figures, you know, and, um, and like, that's not, and I live in the Bay area. Like the median, I think is like in Oakland is like 75,000. Um, and I've never, never made that much. Never yeah. Life. And it's, it's wild because a hundred thousand, you know, six figures is actually not that much, not just in the Bay, but even in California, like even, mm-hmm. you know, out where you are. So it's like, I don't know. It's such a trip. Money's just such a trip because like, I, I don't know. I, I, it just makes me, makes me very sad, honestly, thinking about money too much. But but I I have um, professors don't actually make that much usually unless like you're at a top institution and you've been there for years and you're tenured and usually white but not exclusively, um, particularly in like sociology and stuff. You can make more if you're in like a business school or you're doing economics and some other stuff. But even as a professor, I'm I won't likely be making six figures until maybe year three or later. But even that is such a trip to think about me making that much um, because the questions of like deservingness come up, but also like, while I can think, oh, maybe I'm not deserving of making this much money, which is untrue. The other thing is like the moral obligation that comes with it. But then the reality is that even making a hundred thousand dollars in the Bay, it's just like that most of that, goes to living you know for most people like that's not hella extra income and isn't that wild that like a hundred thousand dollars like you're actually basically just living depending on how much you make and how many dependents you have and and if you want to own a home instead of renting right like homes actually in my neighborhood and I don't even you know you've been out here I don't live in the nicest neighborhood I don't live in the most hood neighborhood either but homes out here are like eight hundred thousand minimum like 1.2 million and up usually um, yeah, no, I just, I just, I just can't. It's, it's hilarious to me because um, I didn't live out in the Bay, but um, I've never made more than, I think I didn't even make anything close to 3,500. Um, 35,000 a year? 35,000, I don't think. But St. Helena wasn't cheap either. I mean, you weren't in the Bay, but St. Helena's. Well, I was living off my student loan. Yes, but well, that, that's okay. telling at of first, it, right? At first, I was living in student housing, so that was off my student loan. And then I found a place and was mm-hmm. renting a place, and that's when I was poor. Mm-hmm. I, I was dirt yeah. poor. I was literally going to work at the restaurant at the school, and mm-hmm. they would have a, a shitload of uh, mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we would just wrap them in plastic wrap. So it was just like a little sack of potatoes. And uh, instead of throwing that shit away, I would take that home and eat it for the next week. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I was do, you, do you know I saw something on, on, I think it was Twitter, TikTok, maybe like two years ago. And it was about the Thanksgiving leftovers. And it was someone who, I think it might've been the kitchenista. Um, she's a black woman who cooks. And um, like, and, and, is you know has like a social media personality around it and all that right and i think she was like okay well if thanksgiving is on uh thursday then by friday you can still eat them by saturday they're starting to go bad and by sunday you should get rid of them and i was like oh my god what like and i guess like if you're following proper food safety you should get rid of stuff pretty quickly but like i was thinking about growing up we would eat thanksgiving leftovers for like nah i, I would hang on like, shit for at least a week, not at least a week max yeah well but i remember yeah. you would have it for probably like two weeks right like I don't know about that long. I don't think that long. Maybe a okay. week and a half max. Maybe a week and a half. Um, but it it 
so when you said you had the mashed potatoes for a week I was like I mean I feel that but I also feel like you know <laughs> I'm exaggerating it was a few days but you know what I mean like yeah uh, it was I don't know if you remember you were sending me money mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because I uh, there's one point where I didn't have rent because I hadn't got paid yet yeah I was only late by a few days but still I did I didn't have any money <laughs> yeah, it was you were at like zero or like maybe five or something. I don't know. You were you were quite low. Oh uh, yeah. I have been very, very, very uh poor. Not okay, I won't say very I've been poor multiple times I mean, in my life. I feel like you've been very poor as well. Um like you you still had housing, right? Uh, but that doesn't make you not poor. Um, like you weren't houseless. Um but yeah, yeah, you I mean, and there was a good chunk of time where it was just like rice and beans for the most part you were eating, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Life I was is... uh, going to the, uh, there's a food drive thing uh, that the school had that I would go to. All the, it sucked. All the vegetables and the fruit were just rotten. Oh, God. <laughs> just rotten. So you would go and you would get a big ass crate of it. And then you would just have to pick through and get the stuff that was actually good yeah uh yeah it's just it's just so wild that we have the resources right like we have the earth has earth has the resources and we can grow them um and we can make them in shit in labs and still people go hungry right um and still people star starve is going hungry but uh die by thirst and other shit uh in, by cold uh all these different things um yeah ex- exposure right um yeah yeah um some because I mean, you can get heat stroke when it gets really hot right mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. yeah and not just older folks um you know heat stroke can happen even if you're uh quote young and healthy unquote you know um oh okay so last thing uh and this is uh, not any less depressing, but Imani Barberin, um, she goes by Crutches and Spices online. She had a TikTok recently where she was saying, um, because she talks a lot about disability. She has cerebral palsy, black, uh, black queer woman with cerebral palsy. She's really dope. Uh, from Philly or near Philly, from Pennsylvania. And she had a TikTok recently was saying that if your friends stop hanging out with you as much or stop hanging out with you after you become disabled, uh, they weren't your friends. <laughs> well, not even that, although yes, right? Nothing changed. So people are like, what changed, right? Nothing changed, actually. What changed is you. You became disabled. And because you're disabled, they're less likely to hang out with you, right? Uh, because it, it takes more work. You, have, you need special accommodations because you can only do this, whatever, right? And so uh, it's not that they changed, right? They were like that the whole time, but you were able-bodied or able-minded, whatever, right? You weren't disabled in the particular way you are. And when you became disabled, that's when you saw that that's who they were, right? But literally nothing changed. And that's part of the problem, right? Because uh, you do need to change and to be like, oh, actually, let me do this, right? Um, And so when I'm thinking about, you know, what we're talking about, like, poverty and hunger and lots of other things it's it's like I don't know I think there's a on on Twitter when I was like much more active uh people would often tweet and be like it's typically the like disabled folks of color uh who are passing back the same $20 bill you know what I mean back and forth like oh you need it this month I'm about to see you oh you need it I'm about to see you you know and and that's that's really what it is because you 
at the time, you know, you're saying you never made even close to like 35, but like, if I needed something and, and typically, you know, it was, it was me helping you, but if I needed something, you'd be there, whether it was monetary or not, you know, and if other people did, you'd be there to the extent that you can. Uh, but it's the people who make fucking billions of dollars and millions of dollars. And sometimes just hundreds of that, not just, but hundreds of thousands of dollars who be tipping. I was at, so I got a massage the other day because I was having the pain I was telling you about. And this man, um, he got couples massages. It was him and his wife. And he tipped 15%. You know, 15% is standard. But like, given that it's somebody working on your body, you know, and like, this is a high-end spa. um, I was like, this is, you know, like, I don't know. I just, like, not that you should say tip service workers, uh, like restaurant workers less. But I feel like if someone's going to tip somebody more, they're probably not going to tip a hotel worker very much, but they will because literally someone's hands, you know what I mean, are on your body. Um, It's such a, it's not just like someone's cooking for you or someone's changing your sheets or whatever. They're touching your body. And he tipped 15 and I was like, and we're in a pandemic still. And I, and I, I just, it was just a trip listening. Cause I, and she was like, do you want to, she was like, do you want to add good to it? He's like, yeah, sure. 15. And like, I don't, I'm not going to claim to know his money, but they seem to be well off, you know? Um, and, and I just, I, I say that to say I've been on dates and met people where like, I've seen the tip or have directly asked what they tipped. And I'm like, you really just tipped $5 on a hundred dollar bill. You know what I mean? Like on a, the bill came out to hundred or you really t- like you tipped five to 10%, you know, like what? what you know it's just it's it's and to be fair you know other countries you don't even need to tip because they pay their people fair wages right like tipping is not what you do but in the united states we do tip because people get paid shitty right um so just humans are just wild to me you know and and we've talked about this before because we're both very loving sometimes gullible often gullible uh people naive people and we want better for the world and for each other and so then we see people treating each other as crappy as we do as humans you know not specifically you and me but all of us it's like damn what to quote cardi b what was the reason I don't know what was the reason. And there's many reasons. People are hurt. People are angry. People want to exercise power over each other. People don't even think about it. People don't care. But either way, it just makes me very, very sad. Um, And if you don't know, okay, whatever reason you don't know, not necessarily about tipping, whatever you're doing, but sometimes people do know and they don't give a fuck. And we can't stop that. (laughs) But it does make me sad. You know, I'll I'll be honest to keep from crying. I'm feeling a little depressed, uh, embarrassed. You be tipping five percent. I I used to get a a massage, but it was a it was a private practice. I would go to this woman's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't tip. Did you? I just gave her the money because that's what she asked for. Did you know you were supposed to tip? no so that's the thing right she was always really nice to me yeah no the (laughs) thing is a tip is not uh a tip is not expected when it comes to body work or massaging um but it is because it is a form of service work it you should like i won't say you know because there's the argument that if you can't pay a tip then maybe you shouldn't be getting the service right and I won't say that right because some people have chronic pain and you're also on a limited income and so all you can afford 
is to pay for the massage. So go get that massage, even if you can't tip. Um, and I don't remember when I learned about tipping with massages, but I did, I didn't used to tip with hotels because I was like, well, I'm paying the hotel. You know what I mean? I, like, why would I tip? But someone taught me at one point years ago and um, that, excuse me, that you can leave a tip for the service workers, right? And should, because they often have to clean so many fucking rooms. They're not paid very well. Uh, they're not treated very well often. And so I, but I was, I, in my head, I'm paying for the hotel. So like, why would I leave? Like when you leave, you can leave a tip on the, you know, on the counter, on the bed or whatever. Um, but so I, I don't think you should feel embarrassed because, because this is exactly what I was talking about. Now, you know, so the next time you get a massage, you will tip, right? But, um, but that's the thing is like that there are certain things that are, um, in grad school, they call it the invisible curriculum. Mm -hmm. Um, the things that you don't know, but you like find out by making a faux pas or whatever. And then you're taught cause you made the mistake. Um, but typically people won't, if you go to a massage parlor, sometimes it'll say gratuity and it'll say 10% is this much or 15 is all that. But but yeah, it, I, you shouldn't feel embarrassed. You didn't, you didn't know. Uh, and, and that's the thing, right? I think we can get on our high horse and be like, well, how wouldn't you know someone was working on your body and, and you didn't think to tip them, you know, but you're thinking like they're charging, they're, they're charging for their service. Right. So like, they're going to charge whatever they need to charge and that should cover the service. You're not thinking on top of that, I'll, I'll tip. You also should tip when you get, get tattoos. You know what I mean? Well, I knew um, that. But, but yeah, but the thing is, if you don't. But I guess it, I only knew that because somebody told me that. Yes. And so the, that's what I'm saying, right? We could get on a high horse and be like, well, you should, you should automatically, but actually, no, it goes back to what we were saying earlier. There are much stranger things than a fucking unicorn. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That actually exists. Like in call this back. World. That actually exists in it's this world. Call back. So maybe, maybe someone who's listening will now reconsider like, oh shit, maybe I should you know, maybe I should pay someone uh, when I get a massage. And remember we went out to eat for your birthday and then uh, dad, dad paid for the food. And then I asked him, do you want to leave it to tip? And I wasn't asking him to judge. I just, he was paying for it, but I was on my phone with the app and I was like, do you want to leave a tip? And he was like, he was like, no, he's like, should I? He was like, he was like, we're picking it up, you know? Um, and then I was like, I was like, no, you don't have to. I was like, because of the pandemic and like people having to work these, these jobs that are front facing, like I can work at home uh, for the most part. Not everyone has that opportunity. So because they have to work and they are on the front lines of potentially getting sick, I will often tip even if I'm doing a pickup, but that's not a requirement. Right. And that's something that like, honestly, given my financial situation, maybe I shouldn't do, you know, because like, do I have it like that? So, but like, I wasn't judging dad, but, I, but I asked and it was funny. Cause he just was like, why, why would I like, cause, cause he was like, what is the service? Right. Um, cause the service is usually your server. Right. But the service is whoever's cooking, uh, and manning the, the restaurant. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's hopefully someone listening now, learned well hopefully actually everyone's already doing the best they can with regard to service work but uh if not then we taught somebody something and uh it's a good thing it's a real good thing oh actually i'm sorry that's twilight zone <laughs> what's twilight zone it's a good thing it's a real good thing but it's um, a good thing it is Martha Stewart. Right? Well, yeah, but I was when I said it's a real good thing. Do you um, remember the episode where uh, it was the kid who had psychic powers and he took over the, this town? Yes. And everybody was like, oh, man, we can't mess with Anthony. It's yeah. a good day. It's a real good day. Yep. Yep. 
that's basically now that you have disney plus you might want to look into wandavision that's basically wandavision it's really good you know what's funny i saw the last episode you didn't like it no no it, was, it seemed good it's just oh. it's funny because i had never seen it before and uh, dad was watching it yeah and i sat down i watched it and it was the last episode <laughs> yeah i don't know i haven't watched the movies for the most part like so i'm not a part of the marvel cinematic universe but i really did like wanda wandaverse and i think you'll like it or wandavision i think you'll particularly like it because you you and i watched a lot of the same stuff and so they jump through decades they're like in the 50s and then in the 60s oh yeah 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 you know all that it's real cute um any uh well i guess i'll well do you want to go first for closing thoughts? Or you want to go second? Uh, you can go first. Closing thoughts. Um, as long as humans have existed on this planet, the world has seen some ugly things, but that's more reason and this is me telling myself this really, that's more reason to not just focus on the ugly things because they're not unique to this time period. Humans are, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what humans are. Um, and so in, in knowing that, it's also a good reminder that like, yeah, these things have been going on and we can't ignore them, but we can also be like, yeah, there's some really beautiful things, you know? Um, so yeah, uh, when I was reading about the gargoyles, one of the things, one of the dudes who was, I think, a producer and writer, he was saying, he had a, did an interview in like 2017 or 2018, and I can't remember his name, but he was saying it would like bring him, there's like nothing that would bring him more joy than like bringing back gargoyles, you know? Hmm. Um, and it's, it's so fun to think about, you know, it, before this, before we started recording, I was telling you, you know, I, I something's missing regarding like motivation and, and things in my life. And it's beautiful to know that some people are so passionate about their art, whatever it is, you know, um, literal or figurative uh, or different interpretations of it that they're like, yeah, this is it for me. You know, like this album I poured my all into or this piece or whatever. It's great that people can be so passionate about that. Um, so closing thoughts. Uh, thanks for listening. Once again, it's going to be every two weeks because I can't do every week um anthony has a life i don't <laughs> currently you don't have a life currently, currently currently um and the benefit of not having a life is is that i think you're getting to prioritize your health to the extent that you can you know um really focus on it uh but yeah my life is a little too hectic um so we're gonna do every two weeks and other than that um i think that's it i think that's all i got um Happy Taurus season. Happy belated Aries season. Um, and booty, 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 booty rocking everywhere. Booty, 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 booty rocking everywhere. Rocking everywhere. Rocking everywhere. Rocking, rocking, rocking everywhere. I found you, Mr. Booty. So, this is my last thought. Did you know that she sampled that? Chloe Bailey sampled that in her new song? I thought I texted you about that. I think you did, but I think it wasn't until you texted me that I, or I read something that I realized I didn't even hear it. Usually, oh, you like, didn't I hear it? I, I usually heard hear it immediately. I didn't hear it. I like, it sounded familiar, but I didn't place it, which is so funny because I, I, that song, I've heard it so it's many iconic. times. It's it iconic. Is. It's iconic. It's just, I immediately think of high school when I hear it, <laughs> yes. which is not good. 
I mean, but I like the song. Is it? Is it not good? <laughs> is it? Um, okay, I'm done. You get the last words. All right, I'm gonna do what you do. Closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. I thought <laughs> Anthony just drank some water right as I said that. Oh man. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I enjoyed Gargoyles. I thought it's a I thought the it was well animated. The voice acting was great, the writing was great. Um I I thoroughly enjoyed actually watching it. And it's definitely one of those shows that's good for kids and good for adults. Um mm-hmm. and then uh last thing I would like to say is I would actually like to thank the podcast Old and Dusty because Anthony has been pretty stressed and uh, busy. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just going to put you on blast. You were feeling a little down mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. we recorded. Mm-hmm. And I think listeners would agree just listening throughout the podcast, Anthony felt a lot more, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. well, I guess happy. Mm -hmm. just like brightened up a lot more Mm -hmm. which is awesome i love to see it i love to hear it uh listeners love to hear it Mm -hmm. uh and with that i'm just gonna go ahead and say thank you all for listening again 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 attention every two weeks we're doing the show i just wanted to make sure because i know we said it about five times but i wanted to make sure i said it again All right. Thank you for listening. Y'all have a good one. I'm going to tell. Stop.